she has time to actually understand herself. And this is why it's hard to date young, because how can you date others if you don't know yourself? Mm-hmm. So she got to actually, in a sense, date herself, discover interests. Mm-hmm. You know, she I liked her uh, friendship with Stephen Stills writing music mm-hmm. together, you know? Yeah. I think that it oh, was cool to see her like other things. You know, she just discovered music as a teenager. Why leave the music in the hands of some shitty older guy? Like, you make you make the music. with another episode of the Keeg Talks. Today, the Keeg Talks, Scott Pilgrim takes off. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. If you can see us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show, or maybe you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. But if you're listening to the podcast, I mean, look, great for you, good for you, but you just can't see who our guests are, and that's okay. You can't see the time and effort that I took with these backgrounds, uh, but that's okay. Podcast, live stream, digest us the way you want to digest us but let me introduce my guests for those of you who can't see them we got the monster herself sammy the monster sammy what's up <laughs> i love that intro that was great thank you yeah. <laughs> welcome back thank you it's been a while it has it's good been. to be here it's good to be here yeah 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 i trust that since i've had you on the show last you've just been binging scott pilgrim nonstop over and over and over again to prep yeah. for this episode for months straight i've just been binging it over and over again even before the show came out i was anticipating this exact moment this exact opportunity to come on this podcast exactly. you know good see i we, we all love a, a well-researched guest you know <laughs> uh we also also it's been a long time uh the skies have been red because blue hasn't been here <laughs> We got Crybaby Blue. What's up, Blue? Hi. Wow, that was that was perfect. That was like the most top perfect intro, perfect introduction. I know. I'm here to grace your skies, make it blue again, make your sea is blue, you know, park the sea and make it blue instead of red. What can I say? Yeah. See, um, that's what we need. You know, we're missing a whole a whole primary color without you. You are. You are. What would you do without me? What would I you mean, do without me? We would just have what yellow and red. And Is aren't it... those two ugly colors without blue? That's literally what Scott Pilgrim wears: yellow mm-hmm. and red. That is his main, yeah. <laughs> and then that Ramona is... has like blues and purples, right? Mm-hmm. We're already talking shit about Scott. Love it. Remember, um... guys, bread makes you fat. <laughs> bread makes you fat. <laughs> um, makes you fat. I, I, it's been a long time. I don't know what your guys' first experiences with Scott Pilgrim was, but yeah. me personally, for, for anyone out there who doesn't know, Scott Pilgrim was originally a comic book, like a graphic novel, um, yes. a series of graphic novels um, by Brian Lee O'Malley. And then they did the movie, which most people are uh, uh, familiar with. Yes, Sammy <laughs> does have the Scott Pilgrim uh, comic 
in front of her. For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, you can't see it, but it's there. Um, I read the comics. Oh, I read the comics for free because I used to go into Borders. Oh, my God. Um, sometimes <laughs> I would skip class. R.I.P. Oh, my God. Is I that not class the oldest name? You know? Okay, that is truly dating ourselves. If you remember what Borders is, people who are listening to it or watching this, you're an OG. You know. You understand what Borders is. You understand the magic of Borders. Because it's yeah. not Barnes and Nobles. It was Borders. Yeah, borders. I, I found a Borders book, branded book the other day at the thrift store, and I had to buy it. It's a relic. Absolutely. You go to a museum. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I would have bought that if I found one. Yeah, I oh my god. But the old Borders is like currently a wine cellar yeah. at the, the, the town that I live in. It's a wine cellar now, and I'm like, that's boring. I'd rather be a Borders. Yeah. I would rather it be a wine cellar turn into a Borders, because that'd be aesthetically very... A wine cellar and a Borders? Or a combo. Like a combo. If no, they can have saying, combination like, Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Exactly. Exactly. You they can have a combo Borders winery wine cellar. You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, I, I used to, I mean, I was the downfall of Borders. And I would just go in and I'd sit there and I'd read comics for free. You single-handedly ended them. You I bankrupt s- them. Me, the one person. Yes. You know? Um, but it's true. I didn't buy as much as I read. I used it like a library. But the point being is I read Scott Pilgrim back then. Very excited for, for the movie to come out. The movie came mm-hmm. out. Loved the movie. Awesome. Saw it like opening night. Uh, and then it disappeared out of the public consciousness. Yeah. Right? And what? then I this, think about it regularly. Yeah, but like generally speaking. <laughs> I really do. Like, Me too. But that's us. We're weirdos. Mainstream public didn't have anything Scott Pilgrim related for so long. I literally like... I own two fucking DVDs. Sorry, I said a bad word. I you could say it. you could say it here. Freaking DVDs. It's not gonna beat you is... like on Scott Pilgrim. Oh my god! Okay, that was hilarious. I own two DVDs. One of them is Scott Pilgrim versus the World because, and it's not even good quality because I wanted to listen to commentary from the cast. There's like different groups of them that do commentary. Aubrey Plaza's group with her in there. She's so funny. Yeah. I just I love I love them. Really, and like the uh, deleted scenes they put in the dvd as well but it has a green screen back though but it's still pretty mm-hmm. cool to watch yeah, that's fine right it's better than like the really janky like cgi animated you know like when they spend just one day on the cgi yeah yeah just get i'd rather i just have a green screen honestly. you know mm-hmm. it's like one day on cgi it's already better than the flashes cgi oh mm-hmm. you know i haven't seen it mm-hmm. uh those but i've heard that scenes but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Sammy, how'd you get into Scott Pilgrim? Ooh, I don't remember when or why I first watched the movie, but I watched the movie like way after it was in theaters. Yeah. I have no memory when or yeah, why. It came out 2010. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was pretty young then, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was not even mm-hmm. in high school yet. Um, I think I watched it in, around high school. I love the vibe, the directing, like the vibes. And I just really, you know, Ramona Flowers, dream girl. You know, how am I not supposed to fall in love with her? Manic Pixie dream girl forever. Yeah, yeah. I could be her Manic Pixie dream girl. We could be each other's, you know? Um, And I really liked it. And only recently, actually, I read the comics. Like a couple mm-hmm. years ago, maybe I was at a 
comic-con and there's like a bunch of those booths that have half off used or like damaged slightly damaged comics so this big volume one this is one of three for the series i got half off so instead of 30 it was 15 and then that was yeah the first time i read scott pilgrim was this one yeah Mm -hmm. and i yeah i had the dvd i really liked it um i cosplayed scott a few times with um, this girl I was seeing at the time when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah I, I was seeing this girl who like looked like Ramona Flowers. She looked like Ramona Flowers. She changed her hair. I don't know if we cosplayed together, but she cosplayed Ramona a lot. And then at some point I cosplayed Scott. And the first song I ever learned on bass was Garbage Truck. It's a really easy song. That's how mm. stupid Scott is. It's like the easiest sure. song in the world. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, wow, Scott Pilgrim is so relatable. I'm also not good with girls. But now I realize that he's the villain. So I was so wrong. I I, I was so young. I didn't realize until later. Like, he's a dick. Oh, he's he's definitely a dick. I, probably, I, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, I didn't we'll realize we'll get into the nuances of, of Scott Pilgrim. And, uh, you know, how he's portrayed in the books versus the movie versus this TV show, right? Um, because Scott is interesting because much like any male centric uh, uh fiction fans, male fans will attach themselves in the wrong way to the yeah. wrong people mm-hmm. and be like, Yeah, I'm Anakin Skywalker. And it's like, I don't know, uh, what you're, no. I don't know if you're supposed to be Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker mass murders people but right. yeah it's so relatable no 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 it was the dark it was it, that was him as darth vader you know anakin skywalker is a good guy but darth vader is the bad guy he's literally a fascist we both in that team have a little picnic anakin skywalker you're blues anakin skywalker you're anakin skywalker i'm anakin skywalker oh so blue I, i'm kylo ren i decided okay okay yeah, I play a character at a theme park. I can't say what, but it's similar enough to Kylo Ren where I actually, when I'm on set, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm Kylo Ren right now. I'm channeling my inner Kylo Ren, like straight up. All right. I can't say what I am. We, and that's why we love you. I played Kylo you. Ren for a birthday party once because I used to that work for amazing. a company. I want to play Kylo Ren really badly, but I'm too short. It doesn't matter when they're all kids. Yeah, that but I want to play to Disneyland. I want to be, you know, I want people to call me daddy. They do uh, in my current role right now. Gives me life. <laughs> they have no idea I'm a chick Sam, sometimes. Sam, I need you to message me what character you're exactly playing. Yeah, I will. You can, again, you don't have to disclose it here. We'll, yeah, we'll talk after. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Blue, I want to know you, how you got into Scott Pilgrim. And by the way, oh. us, us talking about how we got into Scott Pilgrim, like anyone's allowed to get into anything at any time. Um, you, um, know. you know, I, you I had just always... discovered it yesterday. Okay. I did not just discover it yesterday. Um, I discovered it way back when I was like 10 years old. I think I'd seen the first movie. Had a huge, big, you know, lesbian crush on Ramona Flowers before I recognized that. Mae Whitman, I had already had a crush on before, by the way. I had already thought she was absolutely gorgeous. Um, So I had this huge crush on her. And I remember that was the first time I had actually like seen the movie. But it wasn't until much later, like I was in... Uh, like I was in my 20s why did I say like in my 20s I'm 22 well when I was like 20 years old I um revisited the movie and I decided to actually watch the not watch read the comics and experience it more from I think an adult perspective because I feel like 
when you were younger, watching Scott Pilgrim is different than when you are the ages of the characters. It's so true. So and true. I think that I think yeah. that goes for a lot of media when um you're actually the ages or older than the characters that you're watching. So for me, going back and seeing this, going back and reading the comics, and now going back and well, not going back and now watching the show um has been a very different experience for sure. But yeah, so when I was about probably like 10, 11, I saw the, the movie, I would say. And then when I was like 18 years old, I found out there was a comic book. It was based off comic book. I was like, oh my gosh, this is based off a comic. And then I read the comic and I was like, this is insane. This is so different. And now we have the show. And I honestly can say that I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked the show. Very surprised for sure. I I didn't know what to expect. When they said they were doing a cartoon version of the show, all they were like really advertising was that the show would be uh just the the comic book it'd just be an expansive version of everything it's just animated Mm -hmm. and like that's fine i i was like okay maybe i'll watch it maybe i was i I don't know i i I read the books so why do i need it now in motion is that something that i needed Mm -hmm. but the twist that takes place the end of episode one which we'll obviously get to in a little bit uh change the whole thing i to be fair what got me to watch this show at the time that i did was a article saying that there's a big twist and i'm like what and so i started mm-hmm. watching the first episode and my anxiety got to me i was like where's the twist so that, am i missing it am i missing <laughs> the twist where, That's where really is funny. where's this yeah. twist? Is it in the background what's going on what's the twist is the twist it's voiced by jesse eisenberg instead of michael Sarah? i don't know oh my god like, what's the twist here? Toxic. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to look it up. And so Boy. I looked up the twist and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to continue. I'm going to watch this. All right, great. I went in blind. I also thought it was just going to be like the same thing as the comics. And I only read the first mm-hmm. two volumes. So I was like, oh, like I'll finish off the series in visual form. And then as the first episode was going, I was like, this is similar but like different in a way that i don't really like like the jokes are kind of off mm-hmm. um at first i don't know why i didn't really like the way that the voice acting was sounding like yeah. i don't think it's anybody's fault i think it was maybe the way it was mixed or the way maybe it was directed and not all live action actors can translate directly to voice acting i don't know what it was i couldn't pinpoint it but the voice acting sounded a little bit off to me and then like it was similar, different. I was like, hmm, this is weird. And I had no idea there was a twist. And then I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. I was like, shit. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there's a couple weird jokes in there that I thought were trying too hard. Mm. And then I got over the voice acting mixing really quickly. And then I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is this is such a cool, like, I describe yeah. it to people as like a parallel universe. Right. It's exactly. an alternate timeline, right? Yeah. I didn't know the time travel element until obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was yeah. amazing. So, yeah, it was so good. I, mm-hmm. I liked the show a lot. Like, at first, a little bit bumpy, but then I understood it's just something else. And then mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. This is more content. This is new content. This is better. Exactly. Mm. What about you, Dimitri? What, what about, about you, Keeg? Yeah, what about, what about you? I'm not what about the you. Key. Look, the key is the show. <laughs> he goes over this every time. Like, every time he says this, it'd be like, call me Coca Cola, you know, because the key and Coca Cola, 
they're two really big brands. I'm going to call you Coca-Cola for now on. Well, you were I know. To we're it. just going to call you Coca-Cola. All right. All right. I call, call, Coca-Cola. call me Coco. When That's I see you cute. in December, I'm going to be like my little Coca-Cola. I wouldn't stop you. <laughs> Oh my I god. Might, I, you know. You're um, like <laughs> um it's like when, that joke about me being the silver surfer going around. Oh my god. What's you what's been a cast joke? as a silver surfer? You got cast? Yeah. Um I don't know if you know King Lion, but he made a video where, where he's a really good friend of mine. He made a video of me being cast as the silver surfer because there is a photo of me on a surfboard. Um and he's like, Yeah, guys, look, it's a photo of the silver surfer. Because for those of you that don't know, supposedly, quote unquote, the silver surfer is gonna be a woman. Again, we don't know. Oh, there so. are so many rumors going out. There's like, so many rumors MCU about the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, and so They're he all, said, "Oh, guys!" Yeah. So he made a joke, being like, "Oh my god, God, guys, look, it's a BTS!" And then he showed a picture of me from this, and I was like, "Yeah, guys, I'm the Silver Surfer now." You didn't know that, but I'm Silver Surfer. So that's how it feels. Yeah. All right. All right. And I'm Kylo Ren. Yeah. Damn right you are. Wink. <laughs> Fun uh, fact: I can't wait. And, so. and I'm Coca Cola. So all right. Damn right, you're uh, our little Coca Cola. I'll get you a T-shirt. Thanks. <laughs> um, with with this twist. I love alternate timelines. I love seeing the I divergence of like, Me too. like, I like to see the, not only alternate timelines as like a fictional thing, but also like, I like seeing how part of the joy I have in adaptations is that like, there is a difference. Like the walking yeah. dead show versus the, versus the, the comic book. Like mm. the first episode was essentially the first issue like frame by frame. It was the exact same mm-hmm. thing. And then it like slowly diverged. Mm-hmm. And then, like, swapped like that too. certain po- plot points, right? Instead mm-hmm. of one person getting an arrow through the eye, another person got an arrow through yeah. the eye. Like, everybody they gets arrows like, through the eyes. Let's just get it to everybody. Everybody, everybody yeah. loses an eye in the water. Yeah. You get an arrow through the eye. You get an, <laughs> you arrow, get an arrow through the, through the eye. Check That's under your seat. You get your arm ripped off. <laughs> you, you look under the seat, arrow through the eye. Okay. <laughs> but, like, like, that's what was cool about this one is, like, I was, like as my anxiety was getting to me and I was like, okay, what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference here? What are they going to do? And then he dies at the end yes. of episode one, right? Or, Miller. you know, you know, uh, when you watch it, he dies, right? Scott Pilgrim takes off is. Yeah. Scott he literally Pilgrim's takes off to death. Leave. Quote unquote. Right. You know how'd what? You guys, how'd you guys feel about that twist? Oh I... my God. I was so happy about it. Yeah. We don't want to see him in the show. I think it was one of those things where they did. Flowers versus the world. Rona Flowers helps everybody overcome their issues. Michael Sarah, fuck Michael Sarah. I'm not kidding, Michael Sarah. If you somehow end up watching this, we love you. You're incredible, Alan. Um, No, but I think for me personally, they did such an excellent job when they promoted the show making it seem like it was going to be an like a word for word adaptation of either the movie or the comic. So when you know, in that last moment when you see, oh my gosh, Matthew Patel is there. He's fighting Scott. He's about to fight Scott. Oh my gosh. And then Scott loses. It is such a shock, not just to the characters, but to you as an audience member. That is what solidified my interest in it. That yeah. made me be like this. Mm-hmm. I want to go forward and I want to explore this new side of these characters. Um, And I feel like it's adapted differently in a way that could not have been adapted in the early 2000s for me personally. Well, there, there is a there is a thing there but there are changes for this show specifically that people point out that like they feel that 
Ryan Lee O'Malley grew as a writer and as a human being and didn't Absolutely. make the same choices in I this show. I can see that. Decades so the later, weird right? stuff they kind of got rid of, you know? Exactly. The problematic stuff, right? I got, I got one example, actually. In the comics, Knives and um, Kim kiss. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that scene? Yes, they end up getting oh. together. No, they just kiss in like one scene, I think, right? No, I think they end up being girlfriends at the end of it. I could be completely wrong. But I they, honestly, they I didn't up... read the last volume. I think I, they end up being girlfriends. I read the last volume. It's been a while since I've read it. But um, that is, I'm going to look into it. But um, do you feel like, Sammy, you're saying like the kiss didn't happen because it would have been gratuitous? Well, I think the point of the kiss was for them to be like, are we queer? Yeah. But why was would it be appropriate for like a 23-year-old to kiss a 17-year-old in any yeah. context? Scott isn't kissing knives. Scott shouldn't even be talking to knives. And it's mm-hmm. weird that Kim would kiss a 17-year-old. Yeah. So what they did instead to be like, hmm, let's have these two girls kiss a C. Kim instead mm-hmm. kissed Roxy, which makes more sense. They're age mm-hmm. appropriate. And Roxy, Roxy is queer and is like putting out feelers mm-hmm. for everybody around her essentially including kim so Kim's like I, for, i'm not oh maybe and then yeah yeah and for they're me like personally oh, I too i yeah. feel like how so that was a better handled, choice um scott dating knives in the show is a lot better than dating how he addresses dating her in the movie i feel like it's the they he definitely almost describes it almost more he's like yeah this isn't okay in comparison to the movie where he's just like yeah whatever yeah he's like making excuses he's like it's not really dating we just hold hands well you're still like stringing along this high schooler and there's yeah yeah he definitely yeah well i think in the movies he he almost he kind of tries to excuse himself even when he acknowledges like yeah i shouldn't have been dating knives he still tries to almost excuse his behavior and still tries to avoid talking to knives even towards like the last little bit of the movie he still tries to like like push it aside um and yeah i think that is part of why i think that makes the show so much more adaptable to what like today's um audience and today's um almost lens of how we view media especially and i think as you were saying earlier sam talking about roxy uh she's a great example of the queer experience i feel like because in the original movie and in the comic she was Ramona's experimental phase but it's like that experimental phase doesn't always translate to other women um calling another girl uh an experiment for yourself is actually extremely detrimental to who yeah. they are as a queer woman really and I is. think us being able to see that negative impact on Roxy is very important and then not only that but Ramona's negative influence on her other exes and I think that shows um you know, it's like some people aren't evil, you know, it's like some people have these bad experiences and, you know, I definitely don't think like all of them had as bad experiences as the others, you know, for sure. Um, but you look at it and it's like, you know what, Ramona was part of the problem. Yeah. I do think towards the end, she became part of the solution. She did. But it's one of those things where you acknowledge that she herself needed to grow as a person to pursue a relationship. Especially, again, pursue a relationship with Scott Dan. This entire show, I think, personally, was part of Ramona's growth. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, he wasn't even in the bulk of it. I mean, in the movie, 
she never acknowledged her past in a way that was like, why did all these uh, relationships end? And at first mm-hmm. you were like, well, it's Levy of evil exes. You know, they're evil. So they must be the bad people. But as we explore it more through the comic book and even through like different points in the movie and especially in the TV show, we realize that a lot of it is just being young and not knowing and her like lacking emotional immaturity. And instead of just being like, that's me, that's just who I am. She actually tries to figure it out in in this tv show it's it's her journey and she helps the other characters like get closure as well and i i like how in the time travel episode when they're facing their older selves she's like i choose you which is herself yeah so i think this is definitely like her journey and you know she is a dick in the comics so i think this is probably my favorite version of ramona in my opinion i think she's kind of a dick in the comics she's neutral in the movie and here i actually really like her because she's attempting to do good and grow i mean even in the comics she like cheats on scott multiple times with roxy and it's like it doesn't count like girl yeah it does that's not fair to anybody um i think even in the show we gloss over some of the jokes of um like in the in the movie she's like it's just a phase it was just a phase and she doesn't really say that in the in this animated show it's more like this relationship didn't work out because i got scared and it didn't seem like in my opinion that it had anything to do with gender you know when they were talking about roxy and their relationship in the animated show gender was not included it was just them as people and i think that this is like a way better take i think for the queer and bisexual community i mean i can't speak for the bisexual community i'm um the l an LGBTQ, <laughs> but my partner is bisexual. So I would hope that she would find this better representation. I think it is, at least. Absolutely. As a person who is bi, I feel like this is a lot better representation instead of it's a phase. Yeah, um, so harmful. You know, it's extremely harmful to say like, oh, Roxy was a phase in the, in the movie and in the comic too, especially when Roxy, I feel like, is used a lot more in the comic as a... um sort of what's the word i'm looking for um sort of like a roadblock in scott and ramona's relationship yeah she's and that's her an entire object. purpose yeah instead of being an actual character and for me personally i feel like <clears throat> her and all the other evil exes get a lot more fleshed out as people absolutely and are a great reminder that you know sometimes the person that you think is a villain can also not be the villain yeah and i, I think there was a beauty to that yeah, as a manic pixie dream girl. Um, <laughs> yes. Talk I about your as a manic pixie. Yeah, tell me about your, you are a manic pixie dream girl. Are you yeah. not, Demetria? Are you not a manic, manic manic pixie dream girl? You know? I mean, all jokes aside, no, definitely not. But uh, <laughs> personally, I think you are a manic pixie dream girl. I'm not girl, mysterious you know? enough. I talk way you are, too much. You are mysterious That's enough. So relatable. You know? I talk no way too you. much to be mysterious. That's how I, That's I, my I problem in grade. life. Is Most like, people think that I'm a manic pixie dream like most mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm gonna be honest most men think when they meet me I'm gonna be their manic pixie dream girl until I open my mouth oh my god until I open my mouth we talk and then way what too comes much. out is this word vomit of comic books politics you like comic movies books? I love and comic gothic books. literatures and oh wait like, shut up I love gothic literature wait a minute and here's oh, the thing here's the that. thing they think that the that the comic books is cute until I start going on a rant about Marvel retconning Scarlet Witch and Pietro's heritage like oh, until yeah. I start going like they're like oh my god she likes comic books that's so hot until I start going <laughs> off about the Axis comic book series they think yeah. it's cute until I start losing it over you know how wiccan and hulkling have been treated 
you so, know i'm gonna if use it's not that mainstream dude bro characters they're not interested yeah exactly it's funny how our real world relationships and experiences are also you know satirized in a way in scott pilgrim like yeah. The idea that, like, you like comics to a lot of guys is, like, awesome. She can appreciate what I appreciate. As oh. long as... Oh, Blue's out. Blue, Blue's like, no, oh, I'm done. Did it, did it just die? <laughs> the, the camera, yeah, but Blue's like, no. No, Fuck I'm this. not part of this conversation. Any <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold if on, you're Coca-Cola, oh, it just, I'm going to start calling Blue it, it just connected to my phone. Okay, there we go. Okay. It connected to my phone for a second instead. It happens. Um, uh, what was I What was I saying? Oh, that it's cool that you like comic books, but that you have to fill the role that they need to be filled, right? Exactly. Like, that's uh, that's kind of the thing about misogyny, racism, sexism, all that, all that stuff is like, it's Gosh. not necessarily an utter, like, I want to kill everyone. It's do you fit the roles that I have in my head about how about your existence? Right? That is mm-hmm. so true. When I oh, used to work at a comic shop, true. people would mansplain to me things. Right. Oh, well, because the the, their role Same. for you is you they, want you can't to know learn, more than them. You want to learn, and you want to to learn from them. Right. That they. Yeah, you're not allowed to learn. You're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to know more than them. I was mm-hmm. once at a convention, and there was a guy dressed up as like a Red Lantern. I was like, oh, I lo-, and I was dressed up as Supergirl. And I was like, I love Red Lanterns. Like, Supergirl's a Red Lantern. And he's like, oh, I mean, I guess she can. Ha ha. And I'm like, she literally is a Red Lantern in New 52, bitch. <laughs> yeah. She well, is a Red Lantern. I'm telling you. No, I'm it's just, funny. It <laughs> it's funny saying. because Scott's relationship to Knives is predicated on this fact. Like, this old relationship is predicated on that she doesn't know as much as him uh, about he's any of this dumb. stuff. And she's there to adore him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just wants someone to worship him. He's so pathetic. Right, it's the insecurity, mm-hmm. right? Scott, so, and, pathetic little life. So and I do, for me, I think that is a lot I'm more obvious in this series, for sure, in the show. What? Uh, Knives is, like, She's adoration. Towards. She also got a lot of growth outside of Scott. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason for that, and by the way, I should... I should note that I just wanted to give everyone a timeline. The first Scott Pilgrim book came out in 2004. Um, I don't think the, the book had been finished by the time yeah. the movie came so out. The yeah. first, oh, I heard that. The first book mm. came out in 2004. The final book came out in July of 2010. In August 2010, the movie came out. But the movie was not did not have the final book before it was mm-hmm. written. So... There was a thing there. So we're dealing with 2004, 2010, and then now 2023. There's obviously been a lot of growth in the 19 years since that first book was written, right? It's so true. Everybody got closure in this series. They all got closure. I think the different, the reason why they all got closure and the reason why we can see things through a different lens is Scott Pilgrim is taken out of the equation. Because when Scott Pilgrim is the center he is main character energy. He is the hero. Everything he can he do no all the wrong. Time. Yeah, right. The exes are the bad. bad people, and that's it. Right. Yeah. But that's only because the exes have to be bad when Scott is the main character. Because we can't. It would be if Scott's the main character and we blame Ramona for the exes. It almost becomes a victim blaming thing through that lens. When you mm-hmm. take Scott out. We can actually have Ramona be the main character and explore her own culpability in how she treats relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Again, that's not to say like there there are never negative aspects towards their relationships. Like the twins, the twins, I find it very little to sympathize with because um, again, they were TAs and they were this like, oh, here's this freshman girl yeah, and we're going to like her. flirt with her and we're going to like manipulate her. And then, oh no, she manipulated us back. What? Um, the twins were definitely like the least sympathetic of characters. Again, yeah. I'm sure maybe if they tried- Because they were actually players. Flush them out. But the twins were like an example of, um, for sure, two characters that like, yes, we fleshed out their relationship with Ramona better, but you could see who they are. And I feel like for me personally, making it that not every single ex was sympathetical helped almost. Yeah, honestly, you know, yeah. it's like, because some people yeah. just kind of suck. Gideon? And I think Mm-mm. Gideon Gideon was just kind of awful, you know? He's terrible, and no matter though, what. You know, we see you know, a different Julie, side. We do. do you know, him and side. him and Julie, I root for you guys. Find a girl who makes you worse. She doesn't want to make him better. She wants to make him worse. <laughs> does know? she want to make him worse, worse? Or does she just want to make him adhere to what she wants? No, that she worse? wants to make him worse. She wants to make him worse. They're both the super villains. Again, she hates Scott. She would have been, again, her own words, like if she had, like if she had thought about how to kill Scott, she would have. You know, they're both awesome. They're both awesome and evil and they deserve each other. You know, and they deserve each Aubrey other. Aubrey Plaza's character in the Aubrey movie. Plaza. Yeah, they, they, they are equally evil and I hope that they live a happily evil little after, you know? I mean, you know? She what liked is, she liked the drive and ambition of when he was evil. I'm like, good for you, girl. Good what's for Julie's you. backstory? She dated we, Stephen Stills. Yeah, Listen, really sometimes let girls be evil. She doesn't give a backstory. Let girls be no, evil. No, no, no. I'm sometimes not, women can just be evil. Not, you know I'm what? Saying, backstory yeah. is Aubrey Plaza almost married Michael Sarah, and that wasn't acting. None of it was acting. Is that the is that that old MySpace picture where like the girls like? Like that there's was, like rando yeah. girls taking a picture with Michael Sarah and Aubrey. That was during their relationship. Like... That was during their relationship. Yeah, but they almost like got married in Vegas apparently, and oh. they broke up. And so during the um the movie, like she just, I don't. It's not acting. Every time she's mean to Scott, it's not acting. And there was like a red carpet interview where like she's talking to a microphone, and Michael Sarah like grabs it, and she's like starts yelling at him, and she's like, "I hope you're happy with yourself. I hope you're happy with yourself," and like storms off the camera. She hates him, and I love it. Do you, really guys, do you guys have exes? In an alternate universe, oh, yeah. Michael, Sarah, and Aubrey Plaza got married. I hope you guys think about that. Why would you say that? In I hope everybody universe? thinks about that. In an alternate <laughs> universe. Um, they probably got divorced really quickly. It was like a Vegas thing, you know? I love you in every universe, Aubrey Plaza. I love her oh. so much. I love her so much, too. Um, She deserved you- to be with Kristen Stewart in Happy Season. I'm so sorry. That was not relevant. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you guys have exes that you would continuously work with, but still talk shit on them? No. In an Aubrey Plaza, Michael Sarah sort of way? I no. only have one ex that and... I actually don't like. Okay. The other ones I'm neutral about. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I hate you're stupid and young. all of my exes. And if I, if you somehow are hearing this podcast, I still don't like you. I don't expect you to like me either, but I don't like you. And you know what you did. You know what you did, Grace. You know what you did, Alicia. You know what you did, Blake. You know what you did, Blade. You know what you did, Anthony. You know what you did. One of my exes is now like low-key dating someone who's like an internet personality. And when I saw that, I was shocked. Poor one out for them and the internet personality because well, if you're an internet personality, damn. 
Yeah, well, I can't person, say that we're in different personalities. Well, this person when I dated them were they were not cute, and now they're like w- really glue up. And I was like, good for you. You still did some terrible things. And is I that better or worse? This is now a relationship podcast, but we're gonna tie it in with Scott. Gordon. I mean, no, I wish no. they didn't. I wish they didn't glow up. I like to win. I I can be honest that I glue up every single relationship. Okay, I glue up every single relationship. And maybe that was like the the anxiety, you Are know. Are you Scorpio but... in your big three or Gemini in your big three? No, but I'm a Leo rising. Okay, that does explain it. Yeah, I'm a Leo rising. Mm-hmm. I'm a Libra moon and I'm an Aquarius sun. I think I'd be like the blue Power Ranger. The blue Power <laughs> Ranger. I would be the red Power Ranger in every single universe. I am the red Power Ranger. If I got to choose my own color, it'd be purple. But that's well, the, that's a separate thing. There's Ranger Academy right now, by the way, going yeah. on, which is about the school they went to. Pretty cool stuff. You yeah. know, we're not talking about Hogwarts houses. We're talking about what, what Power Ranger you are. Yeah. This is the next step. This is the evolution. Listen, I don't care. System. Listen, the whole like, oh, I'm a purple Power Ranger. Shut up, Demetri. You're either red, blue, I, well, I black, picked blue first, yellow, and then pink. I said purple. And which you said, one am Shut I? Up. Which one am I? I don't know anything I about I feel them. like you're a black Power Ranger. Uh, what does that mm, mean? Dimitri doesn't I'm agree. seeing, I'm seeing, Sammy, what's your favorite color? I have three. Okay, what are your three favorite colors? Black, red, and green. I can see red. Cool. You're black. I mean, I was going to say yellow. <laughs> like, oh. I thought yellow. You're going like, to say yellow because she's gay. What? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yellow's not yellow's not get, anyway all right we're getting getting off topic here <laughs> i was gonna ask you guys whether you could have a whole seven evil exes in mm-hmm. real life absolutely absolutely no, you could have I've a seven evil really exes had me. like flings and honestly i think i was a dick a few times i was kind of like ramona like I mean, uh, yeah i was perfect yes you were I was, I can honestly say, again, if you were listening to this podcast and you used to date me, because I got, I got tea on you. I have tea on you. you. I have tea on you. I'm kind of scared, but I like it. You know what? Hey, Anthony, if you're listening to this somehow, um, tell me how it was with Nick Gore's sister in the, in the dungeon. What is that? What? Okay. So this is, this is getting away from us. Anyway, seven evil exes. My seventh one could be Gojo Satoru from JJK. I don't have seven evil exes or really seven exes. I've had flings. Yes. Yeah. I've had long-term flings. I don't think you, any Dimitri? of my exes, I don't think any of my exes would care to team up. It'd be more likely that somebody I've dated, I would be one of their exes in a team. You know, I could see that. You know? I, I feel that same way about myself. Listen, I'm the kind of person where if I see a red flag early on, I'm dumping you. Like, I really pulled the plug a lot. Um, There was mm. a couple of times where I let it went on too long. And one of them was like, I think my one evil ex would be that one that I like yeah. didn't see the red flags because I was young and they were like a bit older. They're a dick. Yeah. Mm. Help um, me see this. So it, it's kind of funny because of because this 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 book came out a long time ago. This movie came out out a long time ago. That we were also younger back then. The way we viewed these properties back then I also kind three. of mirrored what I was three years old when the first Scott Pilgrim came out. Two thousand four. I was three years old. How old are you? Twenty two. Yeah. Then I was five years old. Nobody likes you when you're twenty two. <laughs> I know it's 23, but anyway. Um, 
What are you, Dimitri? Like 35? <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, I'm going to go back in time and stop myself from ever inviting you on the show. You know, circling back to Scott Pilgrim, um, you, we did perceive it differently when we were younger. You know, I was like, this is a fun yeah, show. Right. Scott's so funny. Like, he's also bad with girls. Ha ha. Now, you know, now I know he's the villain. But reading these, I read this comic when I was like 23, 24, which is how old they are in the series mm-hmm. about, um, I know like Ramona's 25. And- you were 23, 24 back in 2004. Got it. No, when I read this, I read no, this I a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, no, Sam's actually uh, 40. I'd look really good for my age. You look great for 40. Great for your age. Look, drop the skincare routine after You know this. what? I'm convinced I'm not going to age. My parents look great. Okay, so mm-hmm. I will look this way when I'm 40. Hope good. you know that. I think so too. I may have had like a bad diet today, but it's fine. I'm not going to age. Yeah. We're getting way too much lore. <laughs> anyway, um, reading this comic at their age was really great because I feel like this weird like early 20s mid 20s after college mm-hmm. age is not represented in media a lot you get a lot of teenage media um you know riverdale buffy smallville these are just random things in my head i don't know right. you get a lot of teenage media that you know they put relatable storylines in the situations of teenagers which is not realistic and then also like makes it less relatable you yeah. know they're trying to put all these like big storylines onto a teenager but it's a fucking teenager yeah. but and then we have like older stories where it's like okay these are like about parents fighting for their children you know like yeah look at like pedro pascal who literally like is a father and i feel like those are the two ages you see a lot um and i feel like or even just like a put together or not put together 30 year old like look at all of the sitcoms like friends how much your mother they're in their late 20s and like early 30s yeah so where are these ages of you just graduated college or you never went to college, you're in your early to mid-20s, and you're just, like, figuring it out, and you're just working a minimum wage job and having fun, and that's, like, enough. Yeah. Because when I was reading this, I was working in a comic book shop. I was very lost in life. I wasn't making money. And to just see these people, like, being my age and just also working minimum wage jobs, and their one thing was to just, like, be themselves was really nice. And they were just, like, navigating the dating world. Mm-hmm. They're trying to work on their bands. A lot yeah. of these people were dumbasses, you know? Because yeah. when I'm 23, 24, 25, a lot of them are I know losers. a lot of dumbasses my age. And that yeah. was the yeah. most realistic part. I, we all know a Scott Pilgrim. We all know one. I dated a Scott Pilgrim. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Thank you. I was probably a Scott Pilgrim, I would I would say. Like, like but you graduated. Just bumming it, you know? Like, there there are lost years of my life where it's just yeah. like, yeah, what, what was I doing? I was just... Mm-hmm. refusing to grow up right and that's like scott pilgrim and yeah. and so it was relatable back when i was reading it and now i'm like oh come on man but then also he's 22 and i feel like our parents generation the one you know right above us it's like they're getting married at 22 and i'm like right what? it's not like that anymore that's the thing like people don't realize there's this big gap in time like what if you're not getting married he's 23 in the comics just saying okay 23 but like like he's not married nobody's married in this in this book right oh my god imagine nobody has kids right imagine that these people should not be getting married in this comic right you know neither should us you know my friend group at least you know (laughs) yeah exactly right nobody should be jumping the gun here you know 
And I like this because it shows 23 year olds literally just being kids, which is what I feel like we are. Yeah. I'm a little bit older now and there's more stress on me. Right. But in Even two so. years, I still feel like a kid to be. I'm 25. I don't feel what that much is, different. Does Scott Pilgrim have a job? No, he doesn't. No, I, I don't he, think he, he ever he, does. Can I just say one of my favorite scenes in the entire show is when Ramona goes, oh, so like a sugar baby. And Scott goes, a sugar what now? <laughs> one of the best lines in the entire series. Wait, what happened? One of the best lines. I don't get lines. it. What happens? He, he Ramona, because he, he, because he says, because he, because he tells him, yeah, no, I just, I live with Wallace. Wallace pays for everything. And then Ramona goes, oh, so like a sugar baby situation or sugar diet situation. Then he goes, a sugar what now? <laughs> and the same thing repeats when he is older too, or when he travels forward in time and he's like, a sugar what now? <laughs> yeah, he was does never had a career even in the future i don't know if he's been working yeah supposedly he became a musician quote unquote but again he just lives with wallace who Mm -hmm. has a sugar daddy my favorite theory um that i saw on tumblr is that how wallace affords his lifestyle is that he has sugar daddies yeah and so then it's triple sugar- down sugar daddy economics. <laughs> so it's down. sugar down. So it's sugar down economics. Oh yeah, he has a sugar daddy, and then Wallace is the sugar daddy for her. Um, Scott. Does Wallace Wallace's future Nintendo working husband or whatever? Yes. Um, is that the guy he meets at the end of this yeah. series? I think so. Yeah. Think you so. know, I I think my favorite part, Andy's like sparks are real. I, mm-hmm. I feel that. that I feel it on a fundamental level as somebody who does not believe in a lot of romance that that'll probably end up happening to me someday. I'll be is like, your Venus and Scorpio Sparks are real? Is your Venus and Scorpio? I don't know. Yeah, look that up for me. You loser. You, you, you listen to astrology. You do it. I listen to it. Yeah, they speak to me, the planets. I hear them. Planets talk to you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Please. Talk to me right now. They're telling me to do things. <laughs> They're just right there. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Um, there's a lot of genuinely funny stuff in this show. Oh, like yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not just plot. There are things that made me laugh out loud. Oh no, absolutely. This show is hilarious. Like I yeah. Um, when Roxy, when Roy goes, I would like to be friends, and Roxy mm-hmm. Roxy goes, with benefits. That made me cackle. Yeah, that had me first. That that had me for a good couple minutes for sure. I was like, "That that is perfect." That it was, and I I think to me that is a big show of like, if voice direction is done well, big celebrity voice acting can be done really well too. Well, she's a voice actor. She's yeah, from Avatar. <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's Tinkerbell. She's Tinkerbell. She's Amity from Owl House. She plays a lesbian there too. She's Tinkerbell. She's, she's a lesbian she's, voice, apparently. She's uh, Katara? Yeah, she's yeah. Katara. She's In Katara. Avatar? Avatar May Whitman. Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I love the fact that, like, all these actors came back for this. I love I that too. so much. I don't think and I think that, that, I think that shows like a back. love. I, yeah, I think that everybody came back. Um, Brie Larson unfortunately couldn't sing because again she okay, was doing different. the Marvels during it. But um, sh- uh, I'm completely blanking on the na- the original name f- of the band. Um, sorry, my brain. Oh, right that now. sings that song. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. Great music. I'd like to point out great music. 
Um, metric, metric. So the okay. uh, the lead singer for Metric came back and she performed the song for Envy. That so I felt like that kind of came full circle. You know, it's like she was singing for Envy and then Envy sang her song. You know, yeah. so it kind of came full circle. Um, but it was awesome to hear everybody come back, and I feel like that shows just how much they love being a part of that movie. They always talk about how much they loved it in future yeah. interviews. They had that table mm-hmm. read for the 10-year anniversary during lockdown over Zoom. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was just, it really just shows how much they love it. I really think that Edgar Wright, his physical humor, his, his directorial style mm-hmm. gets the most. I, there, there's a couple of directors that can sque- really squeeze the blood from a stone, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. James Gunn is one of them. Like actors mm-hmm. who work with James Gunn are people that you were like, they're not going to do much. And then they do above, they do 150%. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. It's like it came from James Gunn. Uh, mm-hmm. and James Gunn drew that. Edgar Wright, I feel, is also another one of those directors. Yeah. You I'm a big fan of his work. Um, I do want to read out. Going, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. What's that? Lose my brain going, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. The I joke- also love gothic literature. The joke of Edgar Wrong was hilarious. You guys, that you guys that was that a time. That was a time. I remember that. I remember that. In in this mm-hmm. episode, in the episode where they're doing the Hollywood set, the the mm-hmm. director of the Scott Pilgrim movie in the show looks just like Edgar Wright, and I thought it was just going to be like, oh, he looks like Edgar Wright, but then his name is Edgar Wrong. Oh, I, didn't, it, I didn't catch on the to that. The fact that he also directed Sing in Sing 2. He did? So, yeah. Who? Edgar Wright? Wright? Edgar Wright, he directed what? Sing in Sing no 2. Yeah. Really? Really? I'm pretty sure. Or he, like, produced it, one of the two. What the heck? That is... Um, he did last he night did one Zoho, of the two. which came out recently. No, Gareth Je- Garth Jennings did Sing. But then he was part of it. I I saw it earlier. Let me, let me. I mean, Edgar Wright has done so many different things. Um, I mean, he was the original director of Ant Man before they. Yeah, really? he was. Uh huh. He did Last Night in Soho. That was great. Obviously, Shaun of the Dead and all that stuff. Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz. I don't see anything that's animated besides Scott Pilgrim. Maybe as a producer. He was a oh, I think he was a producer, but also makes sense that he produced Sing. What's I don't think he didn't direct Scott Pilgrim the animated series. He was also just a producer. Yeah. Yeah. But he still, I feel like, played a pretty influential role in it. He was an executive producer for Ant Man. Yeah, because yeah, because he was originally like I don't see anything for Sing. Yeah. I thought. I thought oh I no, he voiced as... something on Sing. Mm. Yeah, he had a cameo in Sing. Wes Anderson also, and Spike Jones. So Wes three... Anderson was in Sing. Just voicing a character, yeah. Bono being in Sing too was one of the most insane things. Definitely, I have never seen Sing, so I don't like. Sing. I love Sing. I think I... it's so funny. Um, but what was I? What was I saying? Oh, Edgar Wrong. The whole Hollywood thing. Young Neil was super funny in this young Neil. he was sounded like he was drunk the whole time he was not i loved it i loved it listen i feel that though 
somebody who was his age once. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And the, the waking up being like, did I write this? Yeah, I wrote this was so relatable. It was so relatable. It's like, did I write this? I don't know, but I'm going to do it. Any say I did anyway. That was so relatable. That I'm was a hilarious. screenwriter. I love I'm I a love... screenwriter. <laughs> and I feel like there's so many, you know, like people that I know that are, that are also like that too, where they, they, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to diss right now. They'll write one thing and be like, I'm a screenwriter. I'm an actor. And it's like, I, I know those people. I know those people, you know? Good yeah. thing. I don't say I'm a screenwriter. Though. Yeah. You shouldn't say you're a screenwriter. You're the key. That's what you are. You're the key. I'm, I know all, somebody I'm, who's all, like, I'm also a writer. You're okay. the key. You're not, a, I'm you're not, not the, the key. He's called Coca-Cola. He's called Coca-Cola. You're not a writer. You're not a director. You're not an actor. You're the key. I know somebody who's Except like Scott it. Pilgrim in real life, right? I know someone who's literally Scott Pilgrim in real life and does exactly what you're describing right now. What? I feel like though. Yeah. His bio is like all these things that I have never once seen him do. Oh, wait. Yeah. Are we are we dissing me? No, I'm not is talking this about play you. About me? What's what's the meme? Is this play- is this is this play about this play fucking about is this fucking play about us? <laughs> um, Wallace is character though. Oh, he's colder in this one. He he's not he, care. He, he just he has gotten so much better. Like Kieran Culkin, he just he 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 knew what he was doing and he just kept on going with it. He just kept on going with it and. I love it so much. I love when Todd fell in love with him too. And he was like, I'm in love with him. And then he's like, you're not in love with me. And then he was just cold, but then it still continued. And then um, Todd is like, you're, 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 you're Wallace's roommate. What's he, what is he like? What's, what's yeah. his favorite fruit? What's his favorite color? And I'm like, I love that. I love that so much. Kieran yeah. Culkin like took, took the backbone and he just kept on going with it. And you could tell I think that's another thing too is you could see how easily these actors really do love this these roles because they slip so easily back into them. You know, I feel like it didn't seem um almost like they'd been away from these characters for too long. They they all seemed like they were just super ready to get back into them. Yeah. For sure. Let, let's talk about these characters, but before we do, well, to tie us in with it, um, Captain Comics Rex asked us on instagram which of the evil exes are your problematic fave oh you guys have a favorite ex uh evil ex oh that's so complicated i mean as a gay woman i mean how can i not choose roxy um, i think todd you like todd i i solely think that is i like because todd of brandon i have a very uh very very big crush um <laughs> on a certain man called Brandon Ruth and I've always had a really big crush on him I had a crush on him when he was Superman so I think that played a really big factor when I watched him in Scott Pilgrim when I was younger too and I saw him and I'm like he had the frosted tips and I was like a wooga I like him too I don't I like, like him as womp, Superman womp. I don't like him as womp, Superman womp, but I like Brandon him as Roth. like a lot of other characters he was in uh the CWDC universe too yeah as the Adam right as Ray Paul yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. Well, he was originally um, supposed to be Ted Cord, but then they really? they wouldn't allow. That's why the Adam in Arrow has mechanical devices and all that stuff. Like yeah. he was supposed to be Ted Cord, they just weren't allowed to use Ted Cord. They were like, ah, okay, the Adam is essentially Iron Man now. He kind of was giving me, yeah. I mean, he's Ant Man, right? But like, he's not. That's the weird part. He that only was, learns to was... shrink later. Like, yeah. 
in the first season of the Adam, like Ray Palmer, he's just he has an Iron Man outfit, and that's like it. Yeah, yeah. I saw him in Legends of Tomorrow. What a I love Legends of Tomorrow. By the way, Legends of Tomorrow just like ran with the CW nonsense. You know, kind of like Riverdale. It was like Riverdale series. They just ran with the nonsense towards the end. I'll give you two guesses why I watched that show. The queerness. Yeah, the two gay girls. (laughs) I mean, me gay people. I mean, a lot of like a lot of people were were queer of some sort right constantine yeah. constantine is bisexual and i liked yeah. it when it came on that show i really did yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if i have a favorite evil ex i also like todd i also i like lucas lee especially in this one i like him better in this one too um i love his i love his friendship with gideon with, goose. Goose. with goose i hate goose. gideon he's a creeper listen you hate gideon <laughs> I mean, Gideon him is and a Julie creeper. belong together. No, they What's do. I, I agree with that. Him and Julie belong together. You know, it's like he can't take advantage of her. He has no power. Yeah, exactly. Her. It is. It is that thing where it's like, um, I can make him better. No, I can make him worse. Good for you, girl. Do you relate? Good to for her? you. Uh, do you relate to Julie? No. Are you a Julie? No. Okay. no? What are you talking? I don't about? believe you. Uh oh. Uh oh. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I definitely am not also a barista and when a person comes up to me being like, I ordered this to be ice and I tell them here, just put some ice cubes in it. <laughs> definitely don't do that. What are you talking about? Here's some ice cubes on the house. No problem. Here, here's some ice on the house here. Oh, I ordered a large instead of a medium. I definitely don't just take their ice drink and just add more hot water or add ice to it to make it a larger. For legal sake, by the way, for legal sake, anyone watching the live stream, this is all a joke. Listening to the podcast is all satirical, and any any similarities uh, that this has to real life um, is purely coincidental. It's purely coincidental. It's that what's that disclaimer? It's that disclaimer, you know, that's in movies. Yeah, you know, you don't know, you don't know. I this is unreal at all. You know, you can't prove anything. Right. Who, who the heck's you my know? favorite evil ex? I just really can't decide. I like okay, so like I mean we could take it. I want to look like Todd. Ex. I want his outfits and his hair. What's that? Yeah. I want to be Todd. I like his outfits and his hair. I also play bass. I also That's so gay. Wanna be a power couple. So I relate to him a bit. Like I want to be yeah. him a little bit. I, you know, it gives me gender envy. I mean he's a dick, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't want gender that envy, but then there's envy. Yeah. Envy Adam. Him and Anna, you deserve one another, okay? They do. No, I don't think he they deserves do. her. Or the other way around. I, I think he's better off without her. No. I think that Envy needs to find somebody that, like, can melt her heart a little bit. No, I think Envy needs to be alone she for is. Oh, She's so perfect. She's, she's so perfect mean. the way she is. What are you talking about? Are we taking real life sensibilities? Or you could make her evil or perfect. You, I can, you know what? I can fix her. You make her Just worse. Saying. I can fix her. There's gonna be a sequel, and that's blue. Uh, blue wrecks the Scott Pilgrim universe. <laughs> I don't yeah, have exactly. a favorite X. I don't know. What about you, Coca Cola? Yeah, um, Coca Cola. No, my, mine's, mine's Lucas. Uh, in yeah? this, it's Lucas. Yeah, he's great in this mm-hmm. one. He's really. He's, oh, he's fantastic. He's Chris Evans. I love yeah. him. You, he here. did good. I want to see him in more voice acting roles. Yeah, he's really good with his voice. Even he's in the live action, good. he was really he's good with his very voice. Very good. My my mom, by the way, sorry, just a side note. Um, because I, I hosted a little Thanksgiving thing at my house um 
on on Saturday. And then I have a bunch of movie posters all around my place. And so my mom like got out of her chair uh, to come around and she was like face to face with my Avengers Endgame poster. And Chris, uh, Chris Evans is right there as Captain America. And she was like, <laughs> and then she looked at Chris Pratt and she slapped the poster. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Um, brief uh, segue, uh, looking at the beauty of the animation of the Garfield movie, movie, absolutely stunning. And then Garfield opens his mouth and it ruins everything. He doesn't sound like Garfield. He sounds like Chris Evans, white man. You mean Chris Pratt? That's what I meant. Chris Pratt, white man. <laughs> I, I like, I like Chris Evans. That's supposed to be an orange cat. I like Chris Evans. He's He married Alba Baptista, the main character of Warrior Nun, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Oh, that is one of your How favorite gay. shows. How gay. I like it so much. And Alba Baptista is Portuguese and Brazilian. And I'm Brazilian. So, you know. She's so hot. I Not like, a sexualized woman, about. but like. Yeah. Everybody, so with, everybody with Portuguese last names is hot. She's so stunning. That's me. That's me. That's not me. <laughs> I have a color for my name. Red. I like to read. <laughs> so have y'all ever seen Slap on Titan? No. What's oh my god. Never mind that I can't make that reference. All right. You um, know, do you guys have a least favorite ex? Let me tell you something real quick. The twins. The twins. Yeah. The twins were boring. Gideon. The twins yeah. are, were boring in the movies, and they're still boring in the show. They were really boring in the movies. Um, yeah. Gideon. Yeah. I mean, Gideon's like evil. Yeah, but like from like that standpoint of like the evil. Like, yeah, he's definitely the worst out of all of them. He is like objectively the most evil out of he all is. of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the twins. Objectively, go- the twins are just boring. Yeah, they are boring. Um, I think they could have done, they could have rolled more with it. I think they could have explored, like, especially with how they talked about it in the show of, you know, she was a freshman in college and they were yeah. TAs. I think they definitely could have explored that dynamic more if there's almost, almost a power dynamic between this um, young girl who's a freshman and these two people who are in more of authoritarian positions of power than her. They had a better job of exploring that but they they didn't didn't. and so it continues to make them kind of like they are like the weaker exes they're kind of just the most boring out of all of them and then you introduce them like they're the reason why scott can time travel they have this super cool robot so they are these opportunities i feel like to make them super interesting and they almost they tease that but they don't run with it it's almost like the robot was the extension of yeah as Mm -hmm. a character yeah exactly Mm mm-hmm I think they should name the show Scott Pilgrim and the show where everybody got closure. Yeah. Dot, 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 except for the twins. The only yeah. reason it could people could get closure is because Scott Pilgrim was taken Died. out of the yeah. spotlight, right? The show was about Ramona, and I love that. It was not yeah. only about Ramona, but it's also about her exes, right? Should I make her pink? I could dye it right now. I have pink hair dye in my bathroom. Don't Don't do it. Don't fry your hair. Can I just say, oh, I'm sorry, Ramona's hair, Ramona's hair is so crispy. Oh, how is crispy. it not falling off? How Ramona's falling hair off? is so crispy. Every episode, she was dying. She wasn't just dying it. I love that they it. show that. She, she was bleaching it. it. She was bleaching it every episode, okay? I know, like, celebrities who have to do that for roles, they, like, literally lose their hair for years and have to wear wigs. Again, couldn't, couldn't even wear a wig. She just, like, full-blown, I was like, girl, your hair is crispy. I know that is, like, crunchy yeah. whenever you touch it. That's, like, strong. In it's real coming life. off of her. It's falling out. There's no way it's not. I like how they started every episode with her changing her hair color. In the, in I really the like same, that. 
is it in the comic or is it just in the movie where she says she dyes her hair different every week and a half yeah i think yeah. it's in the movie at least yeah. also i have blonde hair which means i could just put pink over it. i don't need to bleach it yeah well there's um, luck with that crest. i want to read out Damn, i want to read out a chat huh? um and uh, i'll have something to say about this uh mirage leonardo uh what's up to mirage leonardo it's first time chat uh mirage leonardo says uh i've seen people claiming that the show is better than the comics and i'm like they need to lay off the crack pipe and reread the comics from completely doing a 180 on the character personalities to retconning the events in the book so what i have to say to this is i think it comes down to what you're looking for what we had mm. mentioned earlier is that the books were written in 2004 it was written like the couple of books were written between 2004 and 2010 so they were great and they were a product of their time though right and so it depends on what you're trying to look for. If you're looking mm -hmm. for one main protagonist, the books, obviously, it's expansive, yeah. but but Scott Pilgrim mm -hmm. is the central character. Mm -hmm. Any growth that he does, does he have growth? Does he not have growth? I don't know. Um, but it's all about him. It's his story. Mm -hmm. The characters revolve around him in a Scott-centric solar system, right? But like what the show was trying to do and of course it was retconning the events in the books because that's the whole point of the alternate timeline right retconning yeah. things, that's right literally the reason i think people throw on that word too much especially like it's a negative thing mm -hmm. like yeah. this is also a, it is a different, different timeline, timeline a different timeline yeah that's the point i mean it's, it's just something I... new. it's new content and also it aged um mm -hmm. it, very it, poorly it, it well i'm just saying like uh, there are poorer like, there are poorer aging out there with other Things, yeah, I would say for sure. You know, I mean, I think the point is that Scott Pilgrim is the protagonist, but not really the hero. Yeah, but you know, this series has right, evolved, right. and not everybody wants that. I think a lot of people were upset that this is called Scott Pilgrim, but he wasn't in the show. But I don't think that's a bad thing because Scott Pilgrim is actually a concept. He is the motivator of Ramona. He's a concept that mm -hmm. drives the plot, even though he's not actually like a main character in this. Yeah, thing, exactly. Which I don't have a problem with. I also heard people were upset that this was advertised like a direct adaptation of the comic i think it was a pleasant surprise and why do we yeah. want three of the same things essentially i didn't need exactly a, i didn't yeah, need a direct adaptation better in my opinion exactly i, read the comic. I don't better need than the a direct original. adaptation i don't know if it's I don't... the original oh sorry and i was just to say i feel like we get so hung up on like this needs to be exactly the same like no it doesn't it does not have to be exactly that's what the same. people have with comic book adaptations they get and, so like, upset as a huge comic book fan, I know that a Batman movie will be different than a Batman, the Batman True. comics. Yeah. And if I want an expansive Batman universe, I'll read the comics. And sure, yeah. it kind of sucks when, the, when you get a Batman movie and it's a complete 180 from who you think Batman is supposed to be. But it's like, eh, it's an adaptation. Like, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, just different right? versions of it. It's, I mean, the thing about being a comic mm -hmm. book fan is that anything can be chalked up to it's the multiverse. Exactly. And yeah. I don't view... You have to think that way, right? Yeah. And that's how I view it. And I don't view the show and the book and the movie as, like, competing. I, they're all connected. You know, yeah. this is a sequel. This is the closure. This is an alternate timeline. This is time travel. Mm -hmm. This is the sequel. I don't think it's it, one or the other. I it think is you one of need the, the original, yeah. either movie or comic series, to... I think understand and appreciate this show. Like mm -hmm. I don't think this is a standalone show. I don't think they're competing. They're mm -hmm. they're connected. They're one. They're one thing. It's one fandom. It's it's like a series of movies, or it's a you know this is just mm -hmm. the next season of the show. I would right. say I would agree. I think it's something where it rounds everything out at the end. It really does um, help to 
form these characters fully. And like you said before, yeah, like Scott may not be in like every single episode, but it's still, he's still like a, a moving force of the entire plot. The entire, Ramona's entire, Ramona's entire drive is to figure out what happened to Scott, where Scott is. Um, and in that, like she, you know, works on herself and she, the characters around her work on themselves. And I think there is a sort of beauty to that. You know, I think it adds this newer layer of growth to it that we hadn't seen before. And again, it's one of the few adaptations or even like anything that I actually like the use of time travel in it. It was and good. Me, yeah. So they also me, didn't it answers the question. We didn't yeah, need to. Yeah, to me, it answers the we question don't need the of like, would Ramona and Scott end up together in like the far distant future? And personally, I don't think that they would end up together in the future. Like how, what happened with Scott and Ramona in the future that we see? I fully believe that happens. Like, yeah, I don't believe that Scott would have been able to stick with Ramona because she hadn't had the growth that she needed and he hadn't grown. Honestly, had the I don't. Yeah. It they would both, not be a healthy relationship. And yeah. no, they were both refusing to grow, right? Yeah, exactly. they were not good in the original series. Ramona was more of like a dick in the comics than in the movie. And Scott's just, you know, yeah, he's Scott. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I like that they explore the complicated nuances of being in a like, you know, getting married, being in a relationship, loving somebody, but not having that work mm-hmm. out and separating it and how they both mm-hmm. like react to the situation because he's like, it's over. And it's like, Ramona is like, it's her or nothing. And Ramona's like, I just need my space. You know, I'm trying to figure yeah. it out. And I think it's just really interesting how Scott became his own villain in a way because mm-hmm. he uh, is so codependent. Mm-hmm. I think the, the only adaptation that actually has growth of characters is this one. Yeah, yeah, everybody and else. So, is if you're looking for growth of character, mm-hmm. then you know, yeah, it's this I, one, right? Even knives, you know, she had a chance. She had so get, much more growth, even had, compared to the comics. A hundred percent. Like in the movie, she was there to worship Scott and to be obsessed with this idea of like being together and to like you know be jealous of a woman who did nothing wrong. Here, Scott is gone. She has time to actually understand herself. And this is why it's hard to date young, because how can you date others if you don't know yourself? Mm-hmm. So she got to actually, in a sense, date herself, discover interests. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I liked her uh, friendship with Stephen Stills writing music mm-hmm. together, you know? Yeah. I think that it oh, was cause... cool to see her like other things. You know, she just discovered music as a teenager. Why leave the music in the hands of some shitty older guy? Like, you make you make the music. Right. You know, you just discovered CDs and like cool bands. Now you you yeah. bring the music here, and I mm-hmm. think she mentioned she had a music background, right? No, I think no, she, she didn't. didn't. She literally, she yeah, just she picked, picked it out like bass. three hours ago, and then she no, was I like, think yeah, she, no. didn't she play piano? Because there was a scene where no. they're like, "How long have you been playing piano?" Like also three hours, and she's like, "Oh no, a little bit longer." Oh no, like they meant that, like as in like she only spent like a little bit longer. But no, she'd never done like any previous music um, experience. Yeah. Like the, I think it's like she just continuously picks it up. Because in, in the movie, that's cool. that's she just mentions that like other kids know piano, but it's not special. Yeah, like a rock band is something special. You know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I I love that she has her own like storyline here, independent of Scott. You know, she got to be a teenager and like go on this exploration of herself, not through dating, but through just herself. Mm-hmm. I feel so- like they handled too also her and Scott's relationship better. Like the when Scott talks to her about like their breakup is a lot better. Well, yeah, he's like, I shouldn't version, have done that. They're not actually dating. She thinks they're dating because she hangs out with them. It's more of an idol yeah. treat. 
idolatry, you know. I mean, idolatry, idolization. I don't, yeah, you know. But Scott, not but the point is like that Scott doesn't stop it. Scott, you know, Scott think... is aware of how Knives feels and he doesn't do anything to intervene right. or to like, he doesn't deter her. He continuously is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to say anything. Because he likes the, the, attention. the attention. I think, I mean, I interpreted it personally like their relationship was the same in the show as the movie mm-hmm. as a comic like i fully was like they're mm. they're dating in this animated show they're just not talking about it or showing mm-hmm. it as much i think the yeah. animated show he's just he's not interested in her i mean he never really was actually yeah. right he never like, i mean he's not in live action either to be honest they hold hands um i hold hands with my straight friends doesn't mean anything it's different it doesn't make it okay. Like, he should not be leading on this teenager, but I don't think there's ever a sexual aspect. I'm yeah. not defending Scott Pilgrim, don't get me wrong, but like, I view their relationship the same and equally problematic yes. in the animated mm-hmm. and, and live action. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Mir- Mirage Leonardo, uh, don't worry, I can see the chat here. You are writing a lot. It's hard to get through all of it, but I think something interesting that Mirage Leonardo um, writes is that the point of Knives' character is being a stereotypical Asian notice me senpai sort of character. Now, mm-hmm. I personally think that's not lost in this adaptation, mostly because this adaptation doesn't stand alone. Mm-hmm. Being that it's an alternate timeline, a days of future past, so to yeah. speak, right? It is mm-hmm. it is somebody traveling back in time, changing the timeline, mm-hmm. you know. It Scott Pilgrim takes off. We can say that like Wallace was made more of a dick. Like he was way colder, but the reason we're saying that is because we're able to. I'm not saying it's bad. Love you know. I know. I'm just saying, like in general, love Wallace. Wallace did great. We get to see him really indulge his selfishness, but the point being is that like this doesn't exist on its own. It exists as a. It's meant to be metatextually an adaptation, right? Mm. By virtue of being an alternate timeline, but also just kind of being its own thing. And mm-hmm. so Knives' whole character of being the stereotypical Asian whatever, that was already explored. Yeah. So we're trying to say, or at least they're trying to say, and Scott Pilgrim takes off, who are these characters aside from what we've dealt with them in the past in two mm-hmm. things, comics and the movie? This mm-hmm. third time, understandable for people who wanted to see a straight adaptation of the comics they didn't get that, and for that, I am sorry. I didn't have that any, would have been boring though. In it. I mean, there are added plot lines though in the comics that didn't make the movie. Yeah, right? that's true. I'm not saying like one's worse than the other. I just know that you know when you expect something and you get something else. Like if I'm taking a sip of water and it's Coca Cola. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. Right. Sometimes yeah. you'd be like, well, this is great. I'm drinking Coca Cola, but some people are like, no, I wanted water. And right. not saying one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad personally, like me, I'm the target audience for this. It's a new storyline within this universe. That's way cooler, in my opinion, than having the third version of the same story. Like, give it yeah. this new content. Right. Um, I think a lot of these characters fall in the stereotypes. The stereotypes that I'm not the person to speak of. But I know that, like, um, uh, Roxy is a stereotype. Um, oh, the absolutely. whole relationship is a stereotype of, like, an angry lesbian and, like, Ramona being, like, a, a fake bisexual like that's a harmful yeah. stereotype saying knives is like a stereotype also would make a lot of sense um i think like a lot of these characters are stereotypes and now we get to see them fleshed out 
in, I know. in, the, in the animated series exactly which i think is fantastic i mean yeah i think i don't i, I like i think I, first uh just just want to throw something in even um, the fact that they can set uh, up the tropes first then yes. subvert them so like yeah. we have the setup already right all these tropes mm-hmm. this show was about subverting those expectations yeah yeah we yeah. i mean having todd like fall in love for the first time with a man i thought was fantastic it was before he was just this cold guy who's like i'm a rock star i'm cool i'm mean i don't care if i hit a woman you know i'm very one-dimensional i'm vegan and you know the only fleshed up part of him in the in the movie was just the fact that like he broke vegan edge but here he you get to explore him like literally falling in love for the first time realizing he was never in love with envy and like the nuances that comes with like realizing like oh he maybe he doesn't like women i mean i don't know his sexuality but I think that whole thing was really interesting. Like he mm-hmm. was with this girl since they were kids and he realized that it was never really love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think these are just like small examples of like taking a stereotype mm-hmm. and fleshing it out yeah. because um, yeah, even, mm-hmm. even Wallace, who was just this cold guy who would hook up with guys, didn't really care. Yeah. And he was kind of like, he's the gay guy who will steal your boyfriend. Yeah. Which is also oh, yeah. a harmful stereotype. But now um, it was definitely a trope that they leaned into for it was you know. it was a trope. But now when he stole quotation marks, somebody's boyfriend, there was a reason for it. It was a discovery of love and like a sexual awakening for this character. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, aha, I'm making out with your boyfriend. Um, and also, why the end, yeah, exactly. Like this actually made sense. Like Todd had a discovery. Um, and that discovery was because of, um, yeah. And then oh, also so then Wallace the end, got his own. And yeah, and then Wallace discovered Sparks himself, are real? Sparks for the first time, which is great. That was like, so sweet. It was really cute because before he was just like a player. He was a heartless player, which is true for a lot of people, regardless of gender or sexuality. But now at the end, he discovered like, oh, I like somebody. Like yeah. he even got to break his own stereotype which is being mm-hmm. a cold heartless player you know and that's his growth. I, I, somebody it yeah. is his growth exactly i don't know for me personally i also just like sometimes i think people should be allowed to just be evil you know i agree and not saying that wallace is evil but just allowing him to be you know like selfish he yeah he becomes he he plays himself because he's like yeah the only person better to play me is me of course i'm gonna play myself I love his confidence. like just like allowing himself to push into that character i love again i i'm somebody who i love the idea of just letting characters be evil to be evil not everybody and that's why needs I really, redemption yeah and that's why i really love gideon in this too personally again yeah. he wasn't the best but like i loved him and julie they're just like yeah we're gonna be evil just to be evil I'm like yeah good for you guys good yeah, for you guys until the very end it was shown that like okay mm-hmm. yeah he's like coming around and like struggling a bit with himself but when it came down to it he is evil in the last and moment he's like too, and i'm like him, good for you yeah in the last moment when he's hugging um the first evil ex what's his name Math- matthew, matthew patel matthew patel when he's hugging matthew patel to like get his shit back he's not hugging him because he's nice he's hugging him because he's happy he's getting his empire back yeah, you could exactly. see in the last moment, like you could see, like he's like little he's evil animations it. and stuff. Like he is evil yeah. through the end. Yeah, him and Julie are gonna end up like taking over the world and becoming yeah. like the next dictators, and that that's the yeah, people not are if like the other season, people aren't people. Here to people stop are him. like people are like no, that's what I'm saying. People are like season two, season two. I'm like, well, if they have a season two, season two is gonna be them having to take down Julie and Gideon. Yeah. I would love that, and I'm sorry, but Gideon and Julie would win. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. It's solely don't because, of so. well, solely Scott, because of Julie. Well, Scott. Scott's kind of incompetent. Scott, Ramona, but, but Scott but, doesn't have to be as long as everybody is growing aside of Ramona like, and Knives can take them down together. So yeah. the growth that I saw in this is really, I thought, contrary to what Mirage Leonardo is talking about in the in the chat. Mirage Leonardo says Matthew Patel was also beating Gideon with no ease, was incredibly effing stupid. Understandable that you would think that because you're also going with Matthew Patel from the comics and from the movie, who is the mm-hmm. first evil ex who dies almost right away. Yeah. There's not much more to him than that, but I think what this show does by taking away death, it allows yeah. people to grow further. Think about like Matthew Patel dies, Lucas Lee dies. Who's to say what they could have done after? What are their wants? Yeah. What are their desires? They're really just plot points in the original Scott story. In Scott's story. It's Scott's story, you know? I think the explanation for but why they're actually was... characters in this. That's true. They have like cool, mm-hmm. they're more fleshed out. Yeah. But I think the reasoning behind why Matthew Patel was able to take down Gideon was because he gained the confidence by defeating they talk Scott. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not like just a reason for the, it. He's not just the first ex anymore. You know, and he's mind, the like, ex. He's the yeah, ex that he, defeated he says Scott. It, he says it yeah. himself too. He's like, when we like when we if we win, we were supposed to get Ramona. I didn't get Ramona. And so he acknowledges that he has been serving under Gideon, that the entire thing is this is so Gideon gets Ramona back. Yeah. So, you know, may the best person win. This is so Gideon gets Ramona back. And so he's able to recognize that and that's how he's able to deconstruct it and that's how he's able to embrace his full potential. One moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Matthew Patel realizing that, like, what's the first thing that he does? He gets upset that he doesn't get Ramona automatically, right? He blames Gideon. He's like, well, I'm just doing this for you. Yeah. And then Gideon says something like, you don't get her. I do. This is yeah. all so to benefit me. So then he gets upset. Then he fights Gideon. He's way more powerful because he's confident. He beats Gideon. Um, and nobody else stands up for Gideon, right? Because nobody cares about him. No. Yeah, and also Gideon, I don't know if he gets his own hands dirty for the most part. He Not doesn't. I mean, he sends like other exes before he ever fights Scott. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, Scott also, how does Scott defeat Gideon in the end? Confidence. Mm-hmm. So it's the mm. same. That's the same. Honestly, if you think about it, because what was it? It was like self-love, self-confidence, something like that. Scott gained the power of something, like self-love in order power to Gideon. friendship. And it I was would something say, like that. And that's exactly what Matthew Patel did. So if you actually break it down from at least a live action standpoint, they defeated him in the exact same way yeah. through gaining self-confidence. And I would say that mm-hmm. that that plays a part in like playing video games in general. You know how like mm-hmm. when you repeat a level, like you keep dying and you keep repeating something. Mm-hmm. I just finished Spider-Man 2. So like it's really <laughs> fresh. And it's like, I played on the hardest difficulty. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to die but I'm going to get a little bit better. But my stats don't change, right? Right, that's kind of I what just get God better. did by defeating more exes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not a mon- like a numerical thing in my own human brain that yeah. I'm leveling up, but like you become better. You become yeah. used person, to things. You become stronger. In the comments, they, they said that they thought it was stupid that Matthew Patel was able to defeat Gideon. My yeah. question is why? The, yeah. the only reason is because it wasn't like that in the original that's not reason because if we look at it and like break it down 
he defeated Gideon the same way Scott did, which which was mm-hmm. their confidence. So my question is, why? Yeah, yeah. Why also, is it stupid? In that the he original, him? we we don't these exes don't fight each other, right? So yeah, right. These exes don't fight each we, other. We, they fight Scott, but they don't fight each other. Yeah, we're built up that Gideon is the big bad, but who's to say that none of these exes could have defeated Gideon? We don't yeah, know. That's true. Again, they're numbered in. Or like Ramona's timeline, not because yeah. they're yeah. the strongest, it's because Matthew Patel was her earliest ex, right. and then it goes from that. Gideon was her latest ex, and that's why he's number seven. Right. It's not right. in the power scaling, it's in he was he's number seven because he's the most recent ex. And in I, the yeah. in the animated, Scott is the evilest of the ex in the end, which is that pretty is cool. True. He is the evil ex in the end. He's the evil ex-husband. That's right. Yeah, when, that's yeah. why you shouldn't get married, kids. Tell them. Because he'll end up it's... taking you back in time and he'll end up telling you that you need to stay here until you I make sure that I don't marry you. I, I'm not against marriage. I'm not neither. I'm not agreeing with blue. No, I'm not saying, either. It's just funny. Don't jump the gun when it comes to marriage and don't get the try not to get married to the wrong person. You know, and if you meet a girl who has seven evil Alexis and she repeatedly dyes her hair every week, marry you know, her. you should probably run away because marry her hair is probably gonna end up falling out pretty darn soon <laughs> and you're gonna end up getting kidnapped and taken over into a different timeline. A ball that happens so often. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, though. The fact that she married Ewan McGregor yeah. is insane. There's like so much tea behind that too, you know. Oh Wait, yeah. Because really? he yeah, was married th- to he was he had his previous wife while they got yeah. together. It, there's like something and weird his, going his, on. Kids, his kids don't like her. No, his teenage kids are so mad at their marriage. Like his teenage kids are mad at him and don't like Mary. You should hit. Okay, we're gonna talk about this later because I didn't know. I don't that. know the details. I'm just saying that I just know that they're married. Being upset again, I I did not what? like. I didn't like her as we're Hera, not as so I don't know. We're not but... his kids. Oh, we're not his kids, but I know that like they're. No, I'm his daughter. You guys didn't know. Elon McGregor's my dad. I'm Kylo Ren. Elon McGregor is my dad, guys. I'm Kylo Ren. You didn't know that. So, I saw the most growth from Matthew Patel. Does that mean you have a crush on your stepmom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like most Reddit posts, I have a crush on my stepmom. Oh my god! Continue this on is... what you were saying, Coca Cola. Yes, thanks. Um, so uh, Matthew Patel, I thought had the most growth, mostly because the he most? dies right away in in the first. Oh, yeah, I guess compared right? to the original, yeah, he because he yeah, like his story's done, right? He got a whole like show now instead of. But, but I think the, I think the good thing is like when you can explore characters in a different way of like, okay, X-Men, X-Men is doing this or has been doing this since the Krakoan age mm-hmm. where it's. You like X-Men? You... you like X-Men? That's crazy. That's dude, no way. Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's kind of fucking it's lame wild. of you, dude. It's wild. Oh, loser. You Who like would have thought, you know? Oh, what a fucking um... loser. <laughs> uh, X-Men does it where like, if all the, if, if the mutants don't have to, worry about survival are the bad mutants do they continue to be bad this what is a question have? through any franchise and in, in right. real yeah. life right so Ma- matthew and that's patel what proves like fleshing out your characters yeah right mm-hmm. matthew patel deals with he defeats scott pilgrim well what does he want to do i personally think and i think I, maybe i'm seeing it from layers from my own perspective is that matthew patel wants to be the main character 
Yeah, he does. Being the first in a string of seven X's, being one cog in a machine to help support Gideon. Right? Yeah, he wants to like, be well, who the am main I as a human being? Musical. Yeah. So he wants to be the main character. And, and he sure, thinks that becoming the leader makes him the main character. Right. I love that for him. Right. But really, he just, he wants to perform and have adoration, right? Yeah. He wants like, people he to like him. He doesn't need to hurt people. He just needs to have some applause every so often, right? He just needs to, to be a Broadway actor. Yeah. 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 I also want attention. Yeah. Mirage Leonardo says, Instagram. not every villain needs to be good. Just saying. You can say yeah, it all. Yeah, you I know. Want. Again, We've had again, this whole that's conversation. why. That's why. That's what. That's why. Yeah, I say we talked again, about this again. Earlier. That's why I said Gideon. Gideon, he's great. I love that he's evil. I love that him and Julia at the end of it are just like we're gonna be terrible together. Good yeah. for you. Good the twins for are just you. There. Yeah, twins the twins are, are like the twins are just there. They're know. just they're a sucky. They're like you know they're they're. I, listen, I'm in college. I've been in college. I've known plenty of guys like the twins where they see these freshman girls and they're like, yeah, they're going to be really easy to get with. They're going to be super easy. That continues you know? throughout life. Which and girls that just are continues easy? Throughout life. Which girls yeah, are quote easy, unquote. Right? Yeah, it's like, I'm going to do that. And then, oh no, Ramona played us both. But, you know, right. circling back to this comment, um, not all Still bad people boring. have to be good. But when you look mm-hmm. at seven people in a row, mm-hmm. how are all of them the villains? I mean, exactly. they could be, but are they? Especially like, what is the reasoning? I, I think it would be lazy to say that they're all just evil. That would be a pretty, mm. like, one-bit writing. And even, like, even in the movie, they're the League of Evil Exes and they all die instantly. But even then, I mean, look at Roxy. I'm not like, Roxy's totally evil. No, Roxy's hurt. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, all of these people are just, they're heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, Todd in and X-Men Envy. does that, too. Right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, not every single villain has to be good, right. but also not every single um, you know, opposition to the main character has to be evil. Right. And then same with the main character, not every main character is inherently good. Right. Like, I'm I reading think, you, you said earlier studios, that guy is a bad guy and he's a yeah. It's like you said it in Sam, you said oh, it best yeah. earlier. Um, Scott is the protag- protagonist, but he's not the hero. He he isn't, yeah. Right. And I think that's beautiful. He's not let's, the hero. let's paste that on the wall. Let's paste that on the wall. If he's a protagonist and not the hero, then are the antagonists then not also the villains exclusively? See, it's nuance. Nuance. Out of seven of them, yes, it would make sense the one who organized it and was the one so overcome with jealousy who wanted to kill Scott in the first place is remains the big evil. And right. the other ones who are literally just cogs in the machines or just pawns in Gideon's game, mm-hmm. why would they be the same level of evil? I as mean, right. that doesn't make the sense. Same the same narrative goes for like the main movie too, and the main comic. Gideon mm-hmm. is the worst out of all of them. He you know is, I mean? and they're like he is the worst out of all of them. The other yeah. ones are just being used; they're literally being killed. Yeah, so- uh, Mirage Leonardo seems like he has a lot of thoughts, and that's fair. Um, if you hit me up on Instagram. Um, and we'll we'll see what we can do about getting your thoughts uh, out there in a little bit of better capacity. Um, I do think you're misrepresenting um, something, just something interesting. Uh, Mirage is saying uh, you literally, and I'm assuming it's me, said just said that five minutes ago that making villains good in the end is better because it fleshes out their character better. That's not anything what I said. What I said is character growth. So a character like Lucas Lee, can I say he's 100% good or that he's not, he would only, he would be not a dick if Ramona treated him better. 
No. Can't say it's, that. We can't it, say that. He has it's, a terrible reason to be a dick, to be honest. So right. girl broke his heart at like 14. Oh my God, dude. Right. Rip. But that being said, I like his character growth that he was actually able to find true friendship in my in mm-hmm. my opinion true friendship with goose goose was that gideon's goose? Goose? yeah goose yeah, is goose. his ending name yeah so lucas lee i love not, that he's not good it's that he showed growth he's and neutral one could really. say that yeah. matthew patel is not good he could still be selfish but what is his want outside of beating scott or getting ramona back and, yeah, and like yeah. as human beings, we all have multiple wants and desires, and some of our wants and desires are layered on layered on top of each other, right? Mm-hmm. But um, like Lucas Lee, I mean Gideon is the most evil, and other people are doing bad things because they've been hurt, like hurt people, hurt people, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But never did I say that making a villain good in the end is better for the character. Um, yeah absolutely again that's the whole thing these characters had growth and closure i don't think any of the exes were good guys yeah they were just people except for gideon who was just evil in my opinion i think a lot of people also interpret the term growth as that they need to become good at the end for me growth has always meant that they become much more complex characters yes instead of having these one-dimensional ideologies to them um because again i love characters where sometimes they're evil like they're evil you can grow into an Um, evil character yeah five nights okay can i say five nights at freddy's um you can't say that here that's not allowed yeah i'm just gonna say that i'm just gonna say that (laughs) like sometimes sometimes you know william afton evil just to be evil okay that's totally fine that's totally fine some characters are just evil to be evil president some characters grow into their this is not this is not the top for that. This is not the top for that. This is not the top for that. We're gonna, we're could, gonna get again, we could, we could run, we could run, we could run, we can run Tangent. with this because I have so many thoughts about that. Face people, me. We gotta talk about that. People stop snipping simping for President Snow, okay? That's all I have to say. Um yeah, don't but, simp for Voldemort. You now know? you're telling me I can't simp for Voldemort. No, you can't simp for Voldemort. No, okay. can't this simp. is a this is I a no Voldemort. Snow, so I don't want it. Zone. I don't want it. Yeah, but um, that's my thing is that like sometimes it's like it's kidding. okay, like you can have like this growth and this well roundedness, and you know what, you can still end up being evil, and you can still not end up being like a fully good, great person. It's about like being a fleshed, fully fleshed out character. Truly, at the end of the day, it's like I mean, yeah. When when I see the penguin from Batman, like my favorite, my favorite stories with the penguin is ones that Dan I DeVito. can feel. Danny, I understood where Danny DeVito was coming from to an extent, and then he's just bad. But he's a great character. He's not. He's not. Danny DeVito is a great character. You're right. Danny yeah. DeVito is a great character. But he's the Penguin himself. in Batman Returns is a good good example of like they expanded the character a little bit more, but he's still bad. But like in the comics, the Penguin, like the stories that show that he has humanity, is just not a one note. I like birds sort of character mm-hmm. that he was. Yeah, you know? I like birds. He can show yeah. her the flipper trick, guys. Right, but like so uh, uh, those are my yeah, those really are don't. my favorite kind of expansion of the characters. And X Men with Krakoa, with the different mm. like Mystique is not a good person, but seeing her try to be a mother to that uh, crawler, yeah, and Rogue the growth of her character. Side you track, know, I hate when Marvel forgets that those two are technically siblings. Like yeah, I need more siblings. of them. Wait, who? Rogue and R- R- Rogue and Nightcrawler. Well, and X Men Evolution, at least. Yeah, X Men Evolution all is I a know. great job, but that's all they're I know. Siblings, yeah, X-Men, though, at different honest. times, though, that's the weird. Yeah, but they're like, still they're still siblings because sure Mystique, is, Mystique and Destiny is um Rogue's their Rogue's mother adopted. 
mothers, mother, yeah. adopted mothers, and then um, Mystique, Mystique is put the Nightcrawler biological up for mother. Adoption. But she's the biological mother of Nightcrawler, and she still like calls her mom and things like that. So I'm like, so let's let's like, let's lean in. You know, anyway, I, uh, I don't topic, know if you topic. guys know about Amanda Sefton from X Men. Amanda yes. Sefton is the adopted I love the, uh, show. The, the, the the adopted <laughs> sibling of Nightcrawler that Nightcrawler dates I need later. You to get out of here. That's yeah. way so more Twilight. Fun. Given Twilight, it's giving the fox. Listen, it's 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 serving that's, the tail trick. That's Silver Sable in the recent Uncanny yeah. Spider-Man. I think number three. Uh, they talk we about. Don't talk that. about. Anyway, I actually. Like, the, I, okay, I ban. I ban talking about Spider-Man comics on this show. That's not a Spider-Man comic. That's an X-Men comic. It's Uncanny. Doesn't matter. Spider-Man. Anything Spider-Man related is now banned on the show. No, because Why? now you're coming at my boy Nightcrawler, and so. Okay, wait. I'm going to circle back to Scott Pilgrim for just a moment, <laughs> if that's should. okay. We should. We should. <laughs> These characters, once again, I think even circling back further, if we go back, I'm like, they're breaking stereotypes. These people, we only saw them in the brief instance where they were motivated to kill Scott. Outside of that motivation, when that motivation is taken away, they're not good or evil, if you think about it. They are just selfishly motivated. Yeah, they're Now people. we get to see the humanity in people, and we're like, they're not evil. That doesn't mean they were redeemed in a way. I mean, some of them tried their best to become better, but I don't think anybody was truly redeemed. Matthew Tell literally like, you know, he got- He he was like, this is too stressful for me. He was done. He he achieved his goal and he was done. He didn't apologize or ask Mm -hmm. anybody for forgiveness. Um, Todd and, and, you know, Chris Evans, um, Superman and and the Captain America- (laughs) They, outside of their motivations, were fleshed out. And when they're honestly just neutral people, they were doing pretty selfish things, but they never, I mean, nobody actually redeemed themselves. They all yeah. just got closure. If anything, mm-hmm. um, they just talked about what happened in the end of their relationship with Ramona. And, and that was like the closest thing we got to them, like mm-hmm. redeeming themselves was like, you know, we were young and stupid, mm-hmm. but they never actually like did anything to, um, you know, but redeem themselves in a way. Per se. Right. For like what you just said, Neutral. young and stupid. Well, I feel they, they like that kind of is like a very crux. At the end. That is true. That is the true. But stop. I feel like what you just said about like how they were all young and stupid is a very important part. Because Lucas Lee, like, yeah, they were like 14, 15 years old. And he can't Todd... say villainizing Ramona for being 14 and running away. Yeah. And I think that's that remains a really big part. I mean, I do think it's important for Ramona to acknowledge the point like when she hurt people in their, those times and how that that affects them later on and she would always um, run away right really she, she was the she one who redeemed herself in the show she, she, was she, the re- one she redeemed herself she redeemed herself she acknowledged that yeah and again i think the show is a great idea like um you guys said earlier hurt people hurt people but at the end of the day it's about acknowledging what you do wrong and how you're going to move forward with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know that you did something wrong in the past, apologizing for it, not letting it drag down your life and going on. Because you have a choice whether or not to um, acknowledge your past and acknowledge your wrongdoings. You have a choice to accept them, and you have a choice to either dwell in them or move forward and learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. the the evil exes, I feel like we're on that border. Because, like, a lot of them are like, you know, they mm-hmm. had a heart-to-heart with Ramona and were able to move on. Both sides apologized. I mean, but mm-hmm. the twins, obviously, they didn't get that. Yeah. Gideon never all, got all that. All they said about the twins was, oh, yeah, we're cool in the future. 
oh yeah we're buddies in the future <laughs> yeah that's literally it that's literally it. the twins again i think we can agree they were they were simultaneously the worst and least fleshed out but now that like I'm, we've been talking about it more i feel like that's okay because they were the weirdos who preyed on the freshman girl in college they're in their own world i think and the, i think that's the point of them we can't flesh out every character in a sense in eight episodes you know that's actually weird what the, i'm sorry that like, I why they do the same girl why do they do that they didn't know they didn't did know? they they didn't know that was the whole point right sure but they were both players right yeah that's whole that's the whole thing come see come saw some no. people just want some people just want the very simple stereotypes you know very simple comic books bad guy good guy that's it not everybody wants their characters fleshed out mm-hmm. you know that's okay you don't have to you could ignore the show right that's kind of the beautiful thing about it you know if you have to watch it again same with I mean, the movie you could also think that the comics are better than this show which is yeah. fine in fact i do want to take another dive back into the comics it's been a while since yeah. i read the, read the comics i read the, like all the comics you know back in the day but when you were um, like 35 i need to reread them when i was 35 yeah when you were like 35 way back Thir- in the day and back, back now in you're 55 yeah yeah, now yeah. You're 55 yeah you're like really great now, right Coca-Cola. well sammy sammy and i <laughs> we were we were super old back then so we're of even course. older now yeah you know? um but wink. i me. it was nice to see this come back i'm just absolutely like, it I just, I don't think we surprise. should, it shouldn't be a competition. I think they're both great in different ways. Like this serves yeah. a different purpose than the new one. This is yeah. people being, you know, the, young, dumb, and just, in their 20s. They serve different purposes. That's it. They're mm-hmm. connected. I, don't, I, I think we cannot have the show without this. And you can also have this and also not have the show because you could just ignore the mm-hmm. show if you wanted, um, which is kind of the beautiful thing. If you don't like it, you mm-hmm. can just ignore it. Mm hmm. I do all the time and it definitely will not take away from either experience I feel like if you watch the show the movie or read the comic I think that's I, you know yeah it. I do think that for the animated show you need to at least read the comic yeah you at least need watch it. Movie. I will say with the animated show yeah um you need, you it, need it definitely is it. one of those things where it's like you don't need to like have this full understanding and I don't know I I didn't really want a Scott Pilgrim like anime adaptation too. So yeah, that's why I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I had to be forced to watch this. I want you guys to know. I had to be forced to watch this because I thought it was gonna be a I was, I was thought it. it was gonna be like a straight adaptation. Yeah, I, was like, I thought okay. it was gonna be a straight adaptation. Yeah, I was so gonna friend, watch it, but I wasn't in a rush. I was yeah, just... so my friend um Nemo, shout out him who is Nemo on TikTok and Instagram. Shout out Nemo. Um, I hope you find your dad. <laughs> Sam leave it. He should leave right now. Sorry. Um, but uh he told me he's like, You you should honestly really watch this. I think you'd be you'd really like. And I was like, okay, you know what? Because I love you and because you're my homeboy, I'll watch it. And then what happened? I'm extremely surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have to point out that Brian Lee O'Malley is 44 now, which he would have been 24 when he wrote it. And something something that I thought very interesting is not only was Scott young, dumb, and in his 20s back then, almost in a way, God was in his 20s. You get what I'm trying that to say? That is Riley O'Malley is their God, and right. he's in his 20s? Right, you get yeah, what I'm trying true. to say? And that <laughs> his their growth, God. his growth... Um, it's reflected in this. It is. How much of a say did he have in this new adaptation? I think he was the producer. Yeah, he was the producer. Okay. Let's look at it. He had a pretty big say in it. Um 
yeah, it was developed by him, which meant he would have been yeah. showrunner. Um, and I think, like you guys said earlier, it's been oh, it's written by him. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been developed for he's grown, and so these characters have grown. So God has become, you know, more godly. Well, not I mean, just older, more mature, right? It's almost like God's mm-hmm. maturing, right? I like, like the way and you say trying to tell a different story through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it's like in a way, this is like this is Brian Lee O'Malley's redemption for his world that he's created. And I mean, look, I've never been too harsh. I, like everybody has had their own opinion on Scott Pilgrim originally. I've never been mm-hmm. too harsh, other than. This character has made dumb mistakes. I love this series, but the point is that these characters are shitty. Ramona is a dick in this. She literally cheats on Scott with a woman, but says it doesn't count. Scott is dating a high schooler and like being dumb and selfish. Like they all suck in this. Yeah. That's the point. I think the problem is when you romanticize these characters, like, oh, he really likes Scott. Oh, Ramona's Um, perfect. Well, no, these characters are dead. And that's the point of the story. That's what drives the story. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. If any person I meet is ever like, yeah, no, I relate to Scott Pilgrim. I'm gonna run for the hills. Yeah, I can't believe I went around telling people that when I was like 18. I did not understand. Don't worry. I I told people like, yeah, Ramona Flowers. I should have. I literally shouldn't have been allowed to exist. Are you saying Don't... that you related to Ramona Flowers? I was like, I yeah, I'm just like not like. And other I'm girls. Scott Pilgrim. Does that mean it? We gonna date right now? So we dated. Are we gonna date right now? We're gonna date. Right Dimitri, now? are you? Are you Wallace? Are you the pool gay roommate? Are you the sugar daddy? Wallace, well, live at your house for free. A couple di- oh. different things in that, but uh, yeah, okay. Sugar economics, guys. Sugar, <laughs> sugar daddy economics. Sugar, sugar, daddy. sugar economics. I'm Again, sugar my favorite theory that I saw show. from Tumblr, I said it earlier, was is that Wallace is a sugar baby and that's how he's able to afford <laughs> his lifestyle and that's how he's able to be Scott's sugar daddy. You know what? I decided I'm actually the child of Scott and Ramona. I'm a fusion. Oh. Damn right, bro. I'm also Kylo Ren. It's also like when people used to watch 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect um because it's it, it has warning, to do trigger with warning, trigger the romanticization warning. of this manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. But then also like in the context of 500 Days of Summer, the character is over romanticizing a human being. Yes. To be the dream girl in his own head, right? Yeah. And then in the mm-hmm. end, he meets Autumn. And like yeah. what the cycle and then it continues starts all over it. Yeah. We would, you know, and so like, uh, we can we could say we want a Ramona Flowers. Do you really? You don't. I dated Ramona Flowers. I mean, I think it's just because like Mary Elizabeth Winstead's hot. Like, yeah, so beautiful. Again, it's it's the oh, she's cool. She listens to different music. She she eats garlic bread. She doesn't you care know? too much. There's she all eats garlic like bread. A, and has sleepy time tea. Yeah. I also the fact that I have, like I have she has that balanced many tea exes, if you like, guys ever wanna... she's obviously wanted. Yeah. What were you saying, Blue? I said if I have hormone balance tea and said if you wanna Yeah, if you guys wanna, you know. I'm so sorry. I should I not be allowed know. on this podcast. Is that a I don't know a what you're talking about. This I really is my don't. wank. This is my wank because I'm Ramona Flowers. I don't have sleepy time to you, but I have you only have one arm tea. right now because of your background moon. <laughs> so and, and right, that's, how know. Not, that's how you know I'm not like other girls. It's because I only have one arm. Yeah, lots of women. Don't You're so different. I'm just so different. Yeah. No, I think a lot of women only have one arm. There are yeah, a lot of amputees like, out there. 
Yeah, but I'm not like other girls because you can't even look. Look at this. Look at this. You can't. You don't know me. You don't know me. I don't know you. I thought your name was Red. You should get. You should get a a Winter Soldier arm. That'd be cool. Anyway. Anyway, as we as we wrap things up for this episode, this talk, you know, um, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts that you have uh about Scott Pilgrim takes off? Yes. If you know and. Whether it's something you want to talk to us or you want to talk to your camera about, that is up to you. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, this was a pleasant surprise. It was mm-hmm. fun. It flushed out these characters. God grew up, as Dimitri put it. <laughs> Coca Cola said it best. Coca Cola said it best, y'all. And I'm, I gonna, think... I'm more of a Dr Pepper guy. Oh, oh, oh Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper is like medicine. Well, actually, oh. D- DP, which is my initials, Dr Pepper is also DP. So Are you sure? You... I know I'm gonna keep it. I need to stop. We'll oh, talk anyway, later. We'll talk uh, later. You know, I really was pe- pleasantly surprised by the show. I understand it's not for everybody. And I just encourage people to, like, separate their expectations from the original. Just because mm-hmm. it's not the original doesn't mean it's not good. And if you don't like it still, that's totally okay. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that you love the original so much. Yeah. Keep keep that love. Keep the love. Not yeah. that Keep the love up there. Yeah. I definitely think there's a lot to like about this show. And it's not going to be exactly what you want or what you expect. But I think that's a lot of fandom in and of itself, right? Yeah. When, we, People, when we're watching a, a new Marvel movie, a DC yeah. movie, a Batman movie, a Star Wars movie, Star Trek, whatever. There's a point in which you have to leave your expectations at the door and try Anything? to figure out, like, instead of, like, what would I do? What would I do better? You got to think, did they accomplish what they had set out to do? So, yeah. like... Me personally, the Batman, I love the Batman, but Mm -hmm. it was not the Batman movie I wanted. Yeah. When it was first announced and and that whole thing, I was like, this is not what we need right now. We need a more superhero like Batman. But then the movie came out and it was great because it accomplished what it needed to do, what it Mm -hmm. set itself out to do, even if it wasn't my expectation of what I wanted Batman to be. I completely, that's a really good way to put it. And I think people, at any time in any fandom where you deviate from the original, there's always going to be a problem with fans. Yeah. And that's okay. We can't, you could hold on to the original. But I personally have room for new content. And I'm not saying yes. all new content's always good. I was pleasantly surprised with this show and I ended up really liking it. I'd, I had no idea what to expect when I first started watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I can honestly, again, as somebody who is extremely reluctant to go well, even start watching it, happily supply, pres, supplies, pres, presently, probably supplied, <laughs> same. I was, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. And I think that should say a lot as somebody who never even originally was that big of a Scott Pilgrim fan. And it has made me want to, you know, go back and read the comic because I haven't I'm picked it up probably since really I was like in high school. So this makes me want to like go back and read it for sure. And actually like look at the movie. Cause I think like you said earlier, earlier, Dimitri, um, God grew up, we grew up and now we can, I think even go back and watch the movie and read the comic through a different perspective. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oni press who published the Scott Pilgrim comics. If you're mm-hmm. watching this, I love your comics. Great show. Send me an, send me a statue. I want one. For my shop. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. I'm 100 percent kidding. I'm really just kidding. But if anybody wants to drop a link, I want to buy one. If anybody wants to just send me money, that's fine. I'm not Cole Sprouse in that interview 
what do you want your fans to know that they could do for you? Money. Give me money. You know the interview <laughs> of Cole Sprouse? <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, he was kind of real for that, though, because I'm poor no, and I cringy. need money. It was, it was money. Cole Sprouse in general. Dylan Sprouse, he deserved the world. He married I met Barbara. him once at a D&D event, and he told me all about his mead. He was so happy. So passionate. He is, he is an incredible person, and his wife is stunning. Barbara? Yeah, they're pretty. They're both pretty. Anyway, they're a gorgeous couple. Thing. I have one yeah. final question about yes. Scott Pilgrim. Did Michael Sarah playing did Michael Sarah playing Scott Pilgrim make him more endearing or less endearing? As opposed the comic to book version, let's just say. More endearing. I'm I'll I'll be honest. As somebody who has a who has a soft spot for Michael Sarah, it, it made him more endearing. I do think that if yeah, he was played by right. like Jesse Eisenberg. I was about to say I was about to say that Jesse Eisenberg is like Michael Sarah, except not endearing at all. Michael Sarah has an innocence to him. Like he doesn't want her. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is a dick. Or at least he is Lex Luthor. Of course he is. I was gonna say he's 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 Zuckerberg, but yeah. Yeah. That's worse. That's that's worse. (laughs) The only person worse than Lex Luthor is Mark Zuckerberg. Did you know that Finn Wolfhart voiced young Scott Pilgrim? In the, like that one scene in the flashback, no. I think oh. Loki had a deeper voice than Michael Sarah, so it's actually funny. <laughs> I love how everybody in the future had a different voice actor. I mean, everybody in the future had the same voice actor, but Scott Pilgrim. He had, had Will different... Forte. Yeah. yeah, it was so funny. It was also, so... Weird funny. Al. Weird Al did a quick voice on it. Simon so... Frost and uh, or Nick Frost and Simon Pegg voiced the two security guards. I knew one of them sounded. Fo- I thought it was his I... name was Magicians. Uh, like Penn Teller, and Teller, Penn and Teller. One of them, they sound like one of them to doesn't me. talk. Well, wh- whatever, which one was talking sounded like Penn and Teller. <laughs> but knowing it's Simon oh Pegg makes perfect sense. Yeah, because he's in a bunch of Edgar Wright movies. Exactly, and he's British, so it all makes sense. Also, Lucas Lee's agent. I knew from the moment I heard oh, her. Oh, she's I was from like, a good place, and that's Kirby yeah. Howell ba- yeah. Baptiste. Yeah, I didn't even have to look it up. I knew it was her. I knew it was another her. fun was like, fact. Yeah. Edgar Wright wanted all of the actors in the original cast to be North American. Everybody was North American except for Matthew Patel. He was British, but went into the audition and slated in an American slash Canadian accent and fooled him. He's the oh. only non-North American um, actor in it. Yeah. And he, he tricked Edgar Wright. He's also in New Girl. He is a New Girl. That's where I knew him from. What? I, he's he's yeah, the one that he plays, Cece's supposed to get uh, married to. He's, yeah, and then oh he marries, and then he marries Taylor Swift, and he's I like, "I want to talk- get married in a Presbyterian church. <laughs> I want our kids, children, to be backpackers. <laughs> I don't care if your mom says that I'm too tall for you." Matthew Patel to marry Taylor and get Swift. Married. Matthew Patel married. Taylor Swift. I don't make that to a poster. I'm putting that on my Etsy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matthew well, Patel married Taylor Swift. Not in real life, because Taylor Swift wouldn't you better watch your next couple words oh my god imagine somebody Taylor Swift only feet. dates white guys no wait okay i'm not your mom only dates white guys nope my mom clearly does not <laughs> i was my gonna mom, say that whoever they if, if talking about my mom's, taste, my mom's taste in men is very diverse but i cannot say the same about taylor swift's taste in well men. i can't say the same about your i don't have any I'm not, I'm not, right now that's you know Whoever dates Taylor Swift has to defeat her evil exes. You know what? It, and there's a lot of evil exes. She got a lot. That would be kind of funny. Yeah. Has somebody does has Robot Chicken done that? They have to that? fight like, Loki. Come on. They have to Bro, fight Loki. I... And John Mayer. Mysterio. 
Not and John Mayer. Stop. John Mayer is one of her exes. Yeah, he is. I know. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, just stop. Like, that is a man who was, he was like, she just turned 18. And yeah. again, I'm somebody who's in the Swifty lore. So I'm like in deep. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, John I'm Mayer. Just saying Swift, maybe. You, John Mayer, if you're watching this, count your days. Yeah. You're going to have to count your days. We're going to fight you. Get your she league should... of exes together. Yeah. Anyway. I, I have I have thoughts about it. So uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. We're not going to do a Taylor Swift episode, and it's, it's okay. There actually, um, actually no, we are doing a Taylor Swift episode. There. This is actually the next episode is Taylor Swift, guys. We're actually okay. leading into a Taylor Swift episode. Then really, that's we, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on the show, taking time out of your Monday night to be here. Thank you to anybody out there who is watching. Thank you to Mirage Leonardo. Thank um, you. Um, thank you to. Uh, anyone out there who is watching us on youtube.com uh, slash the Keeg show or twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're on all those podcast apps uh, this episode and other episodes. Now, this episode is the Keeg Talks. Scott Pilgrim takes off, of course. Um, but uh, the Keeg Talks is a bunch of other stuff. We just did the blue, we did a kind of retrospective on the Blue Beetle movie. Uh, we did Loki season two and the Marvels. Like these are all past episodes. Ooh, the um, Marvels. You know, yes. that, that that you can you can definitely go look up. Um, but before we get going, Sammy, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Quickly, I would like to apologize for being annoying. Apologize to everybody listening. You don't Second, to... you're perfect. I may love you. You're incredible. You're adoring. You're amazing. If anybody says yeah. otherwise, I'll fight them. Thank you so much. I need that. <laughs> I'm just Sammy the Monster everywhere. S-A-M-I-D-E Monster. Um, I'll be at LA Comic Con. So if you're there, come say hello. I will be there. And be I nice will say hello. <laughs> don't be nice. And you can find me also on the Boom Studios page, making content with them. Very that's nice. That's where I'm at. This day. That's, that's me. Boom. Uh, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Do, you ever, do you ever finish your videos like, boom? You, you know what? I'm filming after this, so I'll do that just for you. All right. Damn, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh. Blue, what do you got coming up? Where do you, can we find you? Um, you can find me at Crybaby Blue on Instagram and on Twitch and on uh TikTok, C R I Baby B L U. And um, I'm actually gonna be changing my content a little bit. I'm gonna start talking about a lot more independent comic brands. Woo! Um, I've had the opportunity to meet some incredible artists in the past couple months who have been self-publishing their own comics, and I've been actually working on talking with them to promote their comics so that it's going to be coming to you very soon, especially now that school's over for me and i'm getting back into the group of things and oh. this honestly was a great chance to meet up with people and talk to people about amazing fun stuff um especially with two of my favorite creators who are adorable heart i'll accept it thank you <laughs> um thank you to everybody out there watching uh, again if you want to give back to the show patreon.com slash the keeg show find a subscription tier that works for you you don't have to but you know we're out there if you want to, if you want to give back to the Keeg. Now the Keeg, we do a couple different shows uh, a week, but you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at the Keeg show. We're also on other social media at the Keeg show slash the Keeg show, whatever. Uh, but TikTok and Instagram are two biggest ones, but our other shows, we got comic talk every Thursday. We were talking about DC Marvel and indie comics that came out that week. Uh, and then the Keeg talks as well. 
in the new year because the new year is coming up uh we will be uh adding a couple new shows here and there so definitely stay tuned for some of the new programming uh that we have we will also be at la comic-con so definitely stay tuned not only Mm -hmm. for updates there but also content that we're going to be uh filming there um so definitely you know stay tuned for that um other than all that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you guys for watching. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>